0: Day, it's Saturday, November 7th, and the election basically just ended uh, yesterday afternoon. It's not over yet. <laughs> um, and yeah, basically Biden uh, won, well, every state got declared for Biden by the decision desk, and it's beyond a reasonable doubt that he one and mm-hmm. yeah so this is kind of a follow up to the last episode where Henry and I predicted that Trump would concede the election and Trump hasn't <laughs> conceded so the white house released a statement or he released a statement and it begins We all know why Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner and why his media allies are trying so hard to help him. They don't want the truth to be exposed. (laughs) Uh, So beginning Monday, our campaign will start prosecuting our case in court to ensure election laws are fully upheld and the rightful winner is seated. Blah, blah, blah. So what is Biden hiding? I will not rest until the American people have the honest vote count they deserve and the democracy demands. President Donald J. Trump and it's just a bunch of uh, stuff about the votes not being good in between them.
1: And this was a email statement that was sent out, right?
0: Oh, I just saw it on Twitter, so I don't even know. Okay. It, could, it could have been fake news to me. So, so it could have
1: been a Russian tro- uh, troll, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just assume for the sake of argument that it isn't
0: yeah it, it just sounded enough like
1: trump where uh, like it's probably trump <laughs> oh no you, you know something hilarious is that uh i was in my i'm a teaching assistant and we have a slack channel and there's a hashtag random channel for you know all the miscellaneous stuff and of course at this time it's full of uh, stuff about politics in the election and uh someone posted a joke it was uh a piazza post from some student, and it was about how, like, it was in Trump's language, and it was just uh, describing how uh, we started off the school year with these great grades, and then the grades have just been terrible. <laughs> and You know exactly <laughs> who's causing these bad grades, and <laughs> we need to make UCS great again. <laughs> yeah! Wow, so, so so like heard are... Trump's language.
0: <laughs> That's kind of weird that people there's like a politics discussion in the classroom uh, message board.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, it's very, but I mean, it's, it's kind very of the default. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you have it's no like, idea. That's
1: just the beginning.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Wow, people... That's that's weird. It's like they don't have uh, people to discuss it with in their own personal lives. It's just <laughs> the, this class that you happen to be a part of.
1: Yeah, I think it it is, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but I think that Slack and your sort of school responsibilities at this point is like the center of people's social life at the moment for uh, students.
0: Yeah, since um, they can't do anything, <laughs> they can't go outside much, they just they're on their computers.
1: Yeah, you can talk with your friends in more private channels, but uh, if you want to talk just kind of to people, then that's the only place.
0: Yeah. If you even have friends, like, you know, <laughs> if you're a freshman and this is your entire college experience, um, uh, maybe all your friends are on your computer science class slack.
1: True. Yeah. That's a fair point. Like I guess uh, that I kind of fit into that category because I, I don't know anyone at the school. <laughs> yeah. I, Except for a couple yeah, people from, yeah. yeah.
0: And housemates, but true. Yeah, me, ma- huh? Okay, Anyways, yeah, you, you were surprised by, um, or like, wh- what was your problem? Uh, or do you, do you agree that Trump didn't concede, right? Because you seem to have some issue with that.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that, um, I want to clarify a few things. So, our prediction was that Trump would not concede the election yeah, uh, if right. he lost. Yeah, well, right.
0: we were pretty so. confident about that, you yeah. know. Uh-huh.
1: And I, I am still confident about that. Wait, and he
0: didn't concede and he won- lost? What?
1: He hasn't conceded yet. That doesn't mean he won't.
0: Uh, well, okay, I, I think... Uh, I don't know how we phrased it, but I, I thought it was clear that we meant that once he loses, he won't concede. Not that he'll concede at some point in the future.
1: Well, I think this is where it's worth being clear. And I think that the the problem of uh, litigating elections and recounting, right that that's not atypical like recounts happen all the time, right?
0: Uh, not really in, in a presidential election. How often does that happen? <laughs> Probably like every other
1: presidential election.
0: What? When's the last recount that happened? Isn't it 2000 uh, what... in Florida?
1: Right, okay. Um, so what am I trying to say here? Recounts do happen. They're not
0: uncommon. They're extremely uncommon. <laughs> Wait, if... I, don't, I don't think so they're that uncommon. Which one of us is totally wrong.
1: Well, I guess maybe it comes down to what we mean by uncommon here.
0: Uh, Well, if the last time it happened is in 2000, then it's uncommon. Uh, Okay, Okay. let me see. All right, well, so here's my uh,
1: contention, is that litigating the election and requesting a recount of votes doesn't amount to uh, refusing to concede. I think that it does make it more likely that he's going to try and refuse to concede. But I don't think it counts as refusing to concede.
0: Uh, okay, conceding an election is saying that I lost and you won the election. And we were saying yes. that that should happen. Yeah, I guess we weren't clear on one, but in my mind it was... And what what I meant was that, you know, once the ballots come in, like in any other presidential election in modern history, uh, when it's clear that there's a winner, meaning like, you know, all the journalists and all the television networks and uh, all of them decide um, or they call all, all the states that the winner needs to get their 270 uh uh votes electoral college votes um okay then let decide. us
1: just to be clear on I, I i i agree that that's right but l- let me just be clear about this question do you think that requesting
0: a recount it amounts to refusing to concede there are different things but he didn't he also did not concede he could say, "Okay, I, okay, I lose, and there's no point to recounting the ballots, but we should just recount them just for fun." Then, then he's conceding and recounting the ballots. But in this case, he's saying, well, "Well, actually, I mean, look, he he says this. We all know why Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner." So he's saying Joe Biden isn't the winner. So that's not conceding. Um, they don't want the truth. I to agree be that. A-
1: Okay, I I think, though, that, yeah, I, I don't mean to make this so confusing. All I'm trying to say is that I would not be surprised if, like, tomorrow or the day after he concedes, even given his statement so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, so the way we phrased our prediction was not good. But the context Because
1: he's been saying he's been saying for like months now that there's gonna be voter fraud and all this and that he's not gonna concede if uh the uh like you know Democrats rigged the election or whatever.
0: No, that was the context of our prediction. Yeah, that was what I was going to bring up. So we we're saying yeah, and the media was spaining him, saying like, Oh, he's not gonna concede the election. That's crazy. And we we're saying, Oh, the media's wrong, he's going to concede the election and then he did Exactly, you know what the media was baiting him into for, and you know what he basically said that he was going to do, and that we still, for some reason, even though he was telling us that he was going to do it, we just didn't believe him. So I, I think we're just well, we're just wrong on this. It's you know,
1: that, I mean that's one way of reading it. The other way of reading it is that he wasn't serious then, and he isn't serious now. So he it doesn't really matter. The what prediction he's wasn't now. that
0: he's he's. he's, he's Um, seriousness wasn't part of the prediction. We just said he's going to concede the election when he loses.
1: Okay, but if he concedes tomorrow, do you think that that would confirm that the media's fears that he wouldn't concede the election?
0: He already confirmed it. I mean, it's already unprecedented. Oh,
1: so you think that that would still be right? Because I see see that as kind of different uh, from what they were fearing.
0: No, what they were fearing already happened. I mean, it's happening right now. Look, this isn't normal for a president to just obviously lose. There's pretty much... Even, like, days ago, there's pretty much no chance that Trump would lose the election after a certain point. And it's just, like, the technicalities of the process where you just have to be totally sure and in every state that adds up to the 270 to declare the election, but... He's had no chance for a long time. Now he has <laughs> even even less of a chance. You know, one in twenty thousand or whatever. And it, it's crazy to not concede at this point. I mean, he uh, mm-hmm. just exactly what we predicted would not happen happened.
1: Ah, uh, I I still see it as different. I okay. I I want to agree with the specifics though, because I don't want to get lost in the weeds of what we mean by words. So I think that you're right that this is unprecedented, that he is denying that Joe Biden won, even when, by all measures, a recount would not put him even close to winning. Like, at this point, it's just totally overwhelmingly against him. But I still don't think that it is ruled out that he's going to make a peaceful transition of power that doesn't require any sort of coercion. I think that he's just mouthing off because he can And it's already several days past uh, election night, so I don't really see this as especially uh, surprising, given the circumstances. Uh, Because we could have made our prediction that he would concede if he lost on uh, election night, right? And then that would just be totally out the window, because the election didn't end for multiple days afterward.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, I thought the implication was clear, but I mean, I do see that it's ambiguous, like We could have been predicting, I guess, that he would never concede. But I mean, given the context that we made the prediction in, which was like the media saying he won't concede the election, I think that just happened. But I mean, I think we're just talking about, yeah, an ambiguity that was there. So, yeah. Yeah, I
1: think that so when I was originally conceiving of our uh, prediction, and I know that it's a little dishonest to go back and try to reinterpret your prediction to make it correct, but I think that if he conceded tomorrow or the day after, that would still fit in with what I was thinking of as him conceding the election.
0: Okay, I, I yeah, okay. I don't, I don't. I would say, you know, sure, but if, um, but at the same time, I think it would it would, it would be normal to say. Like, hey, didn't you say that Trump uh, would would concede the election? Look, he's not conceding the election, and I, I, yeah, to me, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that he didn't uh, concede the election, but I mean, clearly, I, I should not have been. I don't know why. I I didn't believe everything that he was saying. I think it's kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, say that one more time. You're confused why you didn't believe everything he was saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was saying like you know the the Democrats are gonna rig the election for like four years. I mean, since since before he won the last won the last first election, and I'm like, no, he's he's no, he doesn't really mean that. And then he's just totally crazy crazy things too i don't think it's in modern history i don't i don't know about the entire history of the u.s but in modern history it's never happened i mean it's kind of unimaginable that even like bush versus gore it's unimaginable that you know there would be a clear victory on one side and the other person doesn't concede and even that one you know yeah i mean Just in the craziest circumstances, Gore eventually. I mean, it eventually Mm -hmm. moved on.
1: So demanding a recount does not mean that he's just postponing conceding. It 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 also counts that he
0: separately is not conceding. Yeah, Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner. (laughs) That's so crazy. He falsely pose, and the media allies. You know, Fox News was like. (laughs) <laughs> they thought biden was doing way better than any other uh network for like mm-hmm. yeah for the whole cycle <laughs> like the liberal news outlets were mad at fox news for calling Arizona.
1: <laughs> yeah i guess that uh i mean in, in talking about elections uh in general this was unprecedented in multiple ways so, these states that were left to the end, multiple days after election night, were just so close. <laughs> it was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. All, yeah. Although, I was looking back, like, Florida is just so crazy. Like, mind-bogglingly. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I put the number in, in that article. It was like 500 votes or something out of, you know, tens of millions. Oh, man. Damn. <laughs> Because, you know, yeah, but- uh, once you counted the votes in this election, it, it's, you know, it's clear in every state. Um, oh, yeah. To, yeah. to uh, I mean, everyone uh, who wasn't, um, I, I don't know, it's like Trump, whatever is going on in his mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean looking at the the results now that we have them it is interesting to see you know like right until the end like past the end it's everyone's on the edge of their seats about which way these states are going to go these last few states yeah and then you know when it's over it's like an overwhelming victory for biden in terms of the electoral college yeah it's kind of asynchronous like it doesn't seem like it fits together
0: (laughs) did you see the um yeah like in history books it's not gonna look so close (laughs) <laughs> right did oh he... yeah
1: they just they're just gonna kind of look at the oh they won the popular vote and he won the electoral college like totally decisively it was an easy election
0: yeah uh did you see although uh, yeah maybe just because it's in 2020 it's gonna be like a big big deal <laughs> a big unit in, in, in every history class did you see the speech that trump gave the night of the election or i did not uh, like 3 a.m but It was very so. Trump just went up, and um, at this point, you know, it was totally unclear who was going to win. So Biden gave a speech a couple hours ago, saying like, um, "You know, we think it's going well, but we we have to see what happens. We have to just wait for now." And then Trump he 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 called a press conference first of all and didn't show up for like forty minutes, something like that, (laughs) and it, it was clear he was just. I mean, I'm guessing he was just watching TV, waiting for the <laughs> results in whatever state. Because he could have won if he did super well in a couple states, but um, but it was too close. And then eventually he had to go up and be like, I, I, I don't know what was happening. Like, we were doing so well. And suddenly, <laughs> we weren't doing well. What? Which, I mean, it's because uh whatever they started counting the mail in ballots and and stuff but
1: oh yeah it's basically exactly i mean we made that prediction as well right
0: what prediction
1: uh the prediction was that there would be on election night a surge in trump uh trump support because all of the in person voting would be happening and there's a bias towards republicans doing that yeah, yeah. and then over time it would trend towards uh democrat as the mail-in votes are counted.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, Trump literally told and it's people like, to totally vote exactly in person. What he was telling people to vote in person and not to mail in their ballots, and like mailing in their ballots is not democracy or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, and every <laughs> every everyone knew like, everyone knew that, you know, the mail-in ballots would be overwhelmingly Democratic, but yeah, mm. he, he just rambled on and on. It was a really long ramble where he and then at one point he's like, um, you know, uh, w- uh, frankly we won the election, and then blah 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 blah, mm. and I, yeah, I mean he so he did, you know, he said that, so obviously it got picked up a lot, and then Trump and then Pence went up, like right after Trump, which I thought was kind of interesting that Trump let Pence talk at all, after <laughs> See, and, then, and then Pence t- said basically. You know, not what Trump said. He's just like, I believe that we can win the election. <laughs> and tr- Trump was sitting, was standing right next to him. It felt very odd, but I, I mean, uh, good for Mike Pence that <laughs> he didn't declare a victory. Oh, Which yeah. I, I don't understand the psychology of that because, like, was Trump annoyed at him for saying that? Because Trump is, like, right next to him and they just said opposite things. And it's like, you also, it's super weird watching. It's like you're being gaslit or something. It's like, wait, those two people just said opposite things. And, like, somehow they want you to think that they said the same thing.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, within the context of just how Trump talks in general, I mean, the way you, I would I, it's it feels so wrong to do this because i just don't take what he's saying seriously ever really uh, yeah and, that <laughs> and was, it goes both ways right i can i can yeah. say oh the things he says that are really bad they're not really that bad because he doesn't mean it and then the things that he says that are good it's like oh well he's not actually doing something that great because he's over reaching or whatever yeah, yeah so. or
0: vice versa on both yeah i i mean this was yeah, it's kind of irrelevant, almost, what he says, because he did end up yeah. actually saying that, I guess yeah. he didn't say that he won, but he's saying, like, he didn't lose, so, uh, but then... I, I don't know, I think he said he won. Okay. Frankly, we won the election. No, no, right? no, no I, I meant later, <laughs> like, right now. Oh, oh. he's saying, like He's saying he didn't lose, but, uh, yeah, I think he's reiterating. <laughs> it sounds like he was just, he was just, like, rambling, and he didn't mean that he won, but I, I don't know, he kind of did, but it's just, it's like, he did mean that he won, but it's like, it doesn't matter. But, um, and it's weird, because there's no reason for him
1: to falsely claim that he won. Like, it's not going to help him at all, ever. <laughs> there's no circumstance in which fal- clair- falsely declaring victory helps you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I he was... he. I think he was just being honest about what he felt, like, watching the election, and a lot of people, like, people are going to forget this in a week, obviously, but a lot of people <laughs> thought that trump would win and that was the majority consensus for a couple of hours he had like you know 80% plus in the betting markets
1: oh I, well I thought, uh,
0: yeah i thought trump would win um so i think I he mean, was just being honest, you know, honest that he thought that he would win although he said we won so that's a little different yeah
1: I think that overall, that is kind of the experience that most people had that were like going in, they're like, okay, we don't know what's going to happen. But we remember what happened in 2016. So we're kind of on the edge. And then they see Trump surge because of, you know, people voting in person. Oh, Trump has a real chance. He's almost going to win. Look at the votes. Uh, Look at the betting markets. Look at the polls. And then uh, it peters out. And it's like, okay, well, actually, that was just what we expected to happen? the whole time. Not,
0: not really. Actually, though, because he vastly outperformed the polls, and yeah, the the polls basically. I don't know what um what the result is, but I've, they probably did as badly as they did in 2016, if not worse. Like, and he won mm-hmm. Florida, which he wasn't supposed to win, and he, you know, he handily won Florida, and the way he won, like he had um just like plus 12% among Hispanics compared to 2016 and he had a much larger portion of the black vote and like the New York Times like, support, he had like 47% of the Hispanic vote just, I mean hmm. totally insane so it, it really was surprising and if he did if he outperformed as much in other states as he did in Florida, which there there wasn't really a reason to think he wouldn't um, that early on then all we had was Florida to go off of, then he, he would have won. But it, it just turned out Florida is kind of an exception.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Did you... Um, I I sent that tweet from Nicole Hannah-Jones to our group. Did you see that?
0: No. <laughs>
1: all right, our, here it is. Our,
0: okay, what, what, what is it? Maybe I didn't.
1: Um, one day after this election is over, I am going to write a piece about how Latino is a contrived ethnic <laughs> category that artificially lumps white Cubans with black Puerto Ricans and indigenous Guatemalans, and helps explain why Latinos support Trump at the second highest rate. Yeah, I, I, so this I is heard about this. The <laughs> New York Times
0: writer. <laughs> yeah, and this was when people thought, yeah, Trump might win, and yeah, they well, he, he did like likely win. Uh, yeah, win the election. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> Humans aren't Hispanic because they voted for Trump.
1: <laughs> it was so funny, though, that it's like, you could write this article any time, but it's just so obvious that you're <laughs> writing it explicitly because of this scenario. <laughs> um,
0: oh, no, I, I'm sure it was just a coincidence that a, <laughs> a, on yeah. the exact time during election night when <laughs> Florida for surge. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I hope yeah, I hope we kind of figure out what was going on in Florida. It's because it wasn't just Cubans. It's yeah, it's pretty <laughs> crazy that he had he did so well among Hispanics. To me, like that's surprising. And he did worse among white voters in Florida and over and overall, um, mm-hmm. as I remember, than he did in uh, 2016. Which I mean, yeah. that's just that's so funny to me. Like. You know, <laughs> Yeah, for four years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but it's pretty hard to explain, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the election results with four years of racism if white people were <laughs> less likely to vote for him afterwards and everyone else was more likely to vote for him.
1: It's because he made all those racist promises at the beginning and then he just wasn't quite racist enough. <laughs> it was all talk and new action. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like it, yeah. <laughs> but even though he did... I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I don't think... So. Even though he did follow through on some of it, like maybe in 2016 it just seemed like he could do so much bad that uh, Hispanics wouldn't vote for him and then this time they just kind of mm-hmm. got used to him. And, we see all
1: know, the all the Hispanics that wouldn't have vote for him were sent back to Mexico,
0: <laughs> and
1: like I think that was the plan. <laughs>
0: like once you get used to like him being you know kind of a, basically a racist, then you know there's like other issues like the economy that people uh, start to care about. Mm-hmm. I think and and he did, really did well with the economy. I, I mean the economy did pretty well overall, and um like. People in Florida and other places uh, said they're doing much better economically than four years ago, which usually you'd think that that would just decide the election. And y- usually, yeah, but um, seems like yeah, other non race issues started that Yeah, uh, not, mm, <laughs> that's that's yeah, so funny it though. Seems like uh, that is Nicole possible. Hannah Jones article. <clears throat> I hope. To, I really hope she writes it. That that would be awesome that's just like a, a troll article it's like a fake news article <laughs> oh yeah i mean i'm sure to make fun of leftists it's it's like a babylon b article it's, it's like okay and then you know a couple of generations later okay all yeah, democrats yeah, exactly. are minorities and, and all republicans are white people <laughs> Ben Carson is actually. Is yep. actually. White. Just by definition.
1: <laughs> yeah, well.
0: Yeah, Marco Rubio.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> Tetris is already oh,
0: yes. white, PZ's. He's, he's a fake black. I assume he's Cuban.
2: Mm.
1: Yes, well, um. I think that the fact that the polls were off in a systematic way, in the same way as they were in 2016, I think that points to something that is being misrepresented by the polls, so hopefully yeah, people actually take it seriously yeah, this time yeah, yeah, and I don't know what's start going to investigate that posters. problem you think so we can get, get better information. information. So
0: badly, they do something about it. But it's... <laughs> Yeah, I I mean... Well, I
1: mean, they probably wanted to do something about it, but they don't know what to do, right? (laughs) And then you look at 538, or those prediction uh, models, and they're based uh, pretty significantly on the poll results. So uh, the inaccuracies kind of spill over there. And they can't really correct for the poll results, because... What are they going to do? Go in and like manually add factors uh, to correct for whatever they think I is mean, the bias? Yeah, I There's mean, just no scientific way to do it You would need something
0: better than polls to correct the polls with and there isn't really anything I, I'm, that's, you know, commonly available. Yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, and I, yeah, I was surprised by that too. Do you th- So do you think it's the... Uh, what was it? Preference falsification? The... Um, idea, it's, it's in public truths, private lines, where you know, people want oh, to vote, right. a lot of people that want to vote for Trump aren't willing to say it in public, even though, you know being asked by upholsters <laughs> that's not even a public statement but do you think, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh distributed idea the
1: distributed the uh institutional suppression uh, oh, network that's, or that's no complex.
0: Reference, falsification.
1: Yes, yes. Right, the disk. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's true. I was just trying to think, think of some complicated acronym to apply. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, uh, honestly, I don't think I have a lot to say on this particular thing. I think that there probably is some amount of preference falsification i think that they're probably also to uh uh either the same extent or even more it's just that the wrong people are pretty easy to get a representative
0: sample they're not getting a representative
1: sample of people
0: and people have always yeah i don't see why that would suddenly change like they've been pretty good in the past i mean you just basically uh go at random right and you make sure you have like a good selection from, or a representative sample from suburbs and stuff like that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really un- understand that, but maybe um, it could be like self-selection bias, like pe- o- only people who, or people who are going to vote for Biden are more likely to answer the pollsters b- because I think. How it happens is they, like, call people and they have to pick up and agree to answer the poll. So people may be more likely to answer if they're voting for Biden.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just to recap, uh, there's a systematic bias in the polls that's been discovered now through two general elections. And there's a variety of different reasons why that could be the case. It could be that uh, there's a selection bias against who answers polls. Um, maybe there's a problem in who's being asked. Uh, you, you think that that's probably unlikely, though, um, in terms of sample uh, distribution. And then what other reasons could there be that there's a falsification where people that uh, are polled that want to vote for Trump say they're voting for Biden instead?
0: Yeah, or not voting, or yeah, whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, or voting for uh, Joe,
0: (laughs) or or oh, you you uh, you mean Joe Jorgensen? Yeah, you know Joe, you know Biden's a Joe, (laughs) also. Oh, that's true. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And you're talking about the first names.
1: Yeah, but uh, Joe Biden is Joseph, and Joe
0: is just Joe. (laughs) Uh. No, Joe Biden's Joe Biden. (laughs) Uh, yeah, okay, maybe, I guess I would just want to know with your theory, like, or what you put forward, like, why it would have changed, or why the sampling would have gotten worse from previous elections. But, I don't know, maybe, I think, You know, all of these play a... Or the preference, falsification, and the self-selection play a role. And maybe sampling does, too.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, so the null hypothesis would be that these all play a role.
0: Yeah, I I don't know about sampling, though. (laughs) But, yeah, something would have had to change about, like, the demographics of voters for the sampling to not work well anymore, maybe. So you're disproportionately sampling from places that are voting for Biden. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the case. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, like I said before, I don't have anything to go off of on here. I can just boil down to what the reasons could be, and I don't know which the reasons actually are. Yeah. That's a matter of if, empirical investigation.
0: Yeah, and kind of the self-selection thing is kind of preference falsification too. Um, yeah, it's
1: bit. all in the same lines. It's like you're you're embarrassed to say that you're voting for Trump, so you you make it seem like, or in some way, don't give the indication that you're voting for Trump.
0: Yeah. It also yeah, and maybe like Democrats are more likely to be like politically very. Uh, enthused and they just want to answer all the polls <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah we were actually talking about that recently i right? where you see people say um like i voted or whatever or go vote it's almost always the implication that they're a democrat and you should vote democrat
0: yeah yeah vote is yeah that's what it means yeah
1: which is funny because i mean both sides say that right trump says you know go vote on election day or whatever When you see it in, like, real life, it seems to be usually Democrats, which, of course, we live in, or I guess I live in a mostly Democratic area. You don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and, but the you go go and vote thing. Yeah, I I think, yeah, it's, it's mostly Democrats. Hmm. I mean, even on, on social media, I mean, I know uh a lot Mm. of people on like facebook that are of both sides and yeah they're overwhelmingly democrats that do
1: it i'm totally willing to admit that it just happens to be that most people in my circles of observation are democrats so that's why but but yeah
0: no it's it's definitely a democratic thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay i i think that i lean towards that i just am not like totally sure i would put it like 70 that that's (laughs) true
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's like, and and usually it's like everyone commenting is a Democrat who's going to vote, and they're going to vote for the candidate anyways. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's like virtue signaling mixed with activism, <laughs> mixed with some, yeah, I don't know, tribal ritual. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of voting. Yeah. You had some thoughts about voting recently.
0: Uh Oh, I don't want to. Okay, here, I'll I want to do something else first. Oh, sure. <laughs> Ignore that comment. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I don't listen to NPR often. But I, I, I was just, I, was, I had to drive for like uh, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So I, I had I just had it on, and I, I don't like NPR usually, but I just thought these clips were pretty amazing, so I'll play them. You were listening to it live. Uh, it, it was on the radio. Um, right, well, that's what know. I
1: mean. Yeah.
0: Okay, let's hear. It's yeah, it's this American Life, and okay, so the first clip is like this leftist who. Um, is stocking up on guns uh, because he's afraid that Trump supporters will go crazy on election night. Something like that.
3: I wonder if there are people who in our community who resent us because we're successful, or for whatever reason, because we're Jews or because we're gay, and you know, you know, we do have a growing neo-Nazi threat in this country. It's our biggest internal security danger is the growth of neo-nazis and these those people know how to use firearms you know so um but my feeling is if you're in the left or even a moderate you should be doing the same thing to protect yourself we've uh, my husband's got a little out of control with the ammunition he's purchased like 1600 rounds and i said glenn in an <laughs> after a gun battle involving 1600 rounds your gun a would melt Because the barrel gets so hot, you have to stop firing it after a certain point. And I said, our house would probably collapse. It'd look like Swiss cheese. Like, you know, the walls would collapse inward on themselves. But he's like, it's just hard to find ammunition for this gun. And I'm like, I'm fine with about 75 rounds. I don't feel like I need you know 11600 rounds of ammunition and I actually asked him to please stop buying ammunition but oh my gosh. um he he did really stock up
4: <laughs> okay and trying to picture a 1600 rounds is that like a shoebox full of bullets
3: <laughs> we actually did buy some gucci some gucci flats and there was filled up with that box was filled up with bullets <laughs> it's kind of an incongruous look you know the gucci <laughs> shoebox with the the 22 bullets. That's a gay male way of doing it.
0: Okay, that's the first one of two. What the heck? That's like the yeah. stupidest
3: thing I've ever heard. Man.
0: <laughs> I hate America. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's so funny. You bought 1600 rounds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? How ridiculous. To shoot like explicitly to defend themselves against <laughs> Trump supporters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no other reason. <laughs> And we're going to have a, a gun battle using all 1600 <laughs> rounds at the same time.
0: For an imaginary enemy. Oh yeah. Actually, <laughs> we made this prediction about the election where we said if Biden wins, there won't be that much violence. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, we're yet to see, but it seems like basically that's not going to be the case. And it's definitely nowhere near what happened in 2016. <laughs> but I mean, that's why this, it's just a, a totally imaginary enemy. Like, all, like, you know, all the violence for four years has been from, like, people like that, like, not, not the other side.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there has been uh, an amount of, say, like, white supremacist violence, and I don't think that we should discount that, but you're right. Uh, the, no, well, he, he's the, talking
0: about, like, mass, you know, rioting-type violence on Election right. Day. The new
1: sorts of stuff. Like, there's been white supremacist violence forever, but... The, the like... one,
0: the one exception is like the Charlottesville thing. I think when there was like a car driven into a crowd.
1: Uh, which, yeah, that's kind of different though, because there wasn't any like actual out uh, fighting. There was just an accident.
0: Wait, wasn't? Isn't it unclear whether it was intentional or not? But, uh, anyways, I mean, if you think about like rioting and mass scale violence, it, it's been Antifa. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah,
1: organized I guess, violence like and that then, yeah. that sprung up has definitely been on the and far then, left. But there's also been the reaction enough. to Antifa. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't. Uh, I don't know if anything in terms of like the scale of violence on the reaction, but uh, there definitely I, has turned into violence between the groups. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's an imaginary enemy, and uh, there's and this reporter, like the part that really just. Blew my mind was the reporter. She's just like, ah, oh, that's so funny. You lost sixteen hundred rounds.
3: <laughs> like, how?
0: Like, how does that look? Like, huh? <laughs> She's yeah. like laughing the whole time, <laughs> and it's so, it's so obvious, like that she's like, on the leftist side. Like she interviews other people too, and it, it's just like very clear. Okay, you'll, okay, so here's my example of what I mean by that. Oh wait. wait, Where, wait.
1: Just just one other thing though that I, I need to say that there definitely has been an uptick in hate crimes over the last four years, and you can make some inferences about why that is, but you could imagine someone say, uh, "This
0: person is probably white, you know, like
1: right, right, but a white male, uh, yeah, so I'm totally not saying that this applies to the people we're talking about here, but I could see democratic people that are you know like Jewish or something being like. Man, I maybe I should buy some guns given this uh, uptick in hate crimes or something.
0: Oh my God, no, nobody's gonna know they're Jewish if they're walking down the street, <clears throat> right? But to have in your home, for example,
1: uh, uh, I
0: I'd say they're being pretty delusional.
1: Oh yeah, these people in particular, I think are totally
0: delusional. Okay, so here's the example of um, what I was thinking of. Like, the reporter just treats anyone who isn't <laughs> a leftist, like, very differently. Oh, this woman, right. I don't think, I don't think this woman is a conservative. I, th- I think she's actually a liberal. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's, she's, like, pretty liberal, but here, here, um, here it is.
4: There have been protests in Appleton near where Nancy lives. It's this small town. Nothing happens. You know, nothing goes on. We don't have any murders. But we had riots here in Appleton. Um, So we got kind of a, you know, a small-town taste of both, you know, being upset and being um, with attention. The police in Appleton don't use the word riot to describe what happened there. One man was assaulted. But there were no fires, no vandalism. And when Nancy and I talked about it more, she agreed that riot wasn't the right word. Nancy already owned her gun by the time this happened. But a lot of gun store owners have said that customers point to the protests as one of the reasons they felt so worried. I don't want to sound like a privileged white woman that I'm living in, you know, this La Land, which is really mostly white people here. I mean, this is, a, this is a, like almost Utah white. It's, it's white, white here. Um, but it there's been more racial tension and more people coming in and, um, I don't know, I think it's the underlying, um, fear, um, and I don't know who I'm afraid of. Um, that's also kind of upsetting too, is I don't really know who am I afraid of, who am I worried about? Tell me more about that. What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know, you know, is there somebody that's going to be coming for, um, Revenge, like you know, since I'm Caucasian, is there somebody that's coming for my property? Um, Is there someone coming just because they feel like it? Um, So, like, when you're thinking about just the unrest, are you like picturing black people or like? Because I also know that in Kamenshia, it was a white teenager who killed two people. So I'm just kind of curious. Like, is it is it? black people? Is it white people? Well, honestly, if yours? I had to say what I was worried about is, and this is going to sound truly awful, but I don't think it it's, um, it's so much a matter of a color of a skin but more of a socioeconomic um, level of someone that's so desperate that um, things are so bad and people are losing their job and people aren't able to make their rent and I think that's what makes me more nervous um, than particular like Black Lives Matter or African Americans or anything like that. I think it's more just the desperation of people. Um, So, you know, the protests and stuff like that doesn't scare me. I think it's more just the world in general that scares me um, and the unrest and the uneasy feeling than anything else.
0: Yeah, anyways, that's all. Well, the it <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> just listening to it, yeah, it, it seemed crazy to me. Like, she was just saying, you know, uh, I'm just afraid in general and I'm, uh, I, she already owned a gun, I, I think, but, you know, she's glad she has it and she's just afraid in general of people breaking into her home, or whatever. And, and the qu- <laughs> the question is, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just really funny how she asked, uh... If it, i I think it's like reasonable to ask that question in some form, like when you think of these intruders like what what are are they like antifa or um or i I don't know republicans or like can you describe what you're thinking of, but the way she yes, asked it was so funny to me, oh my god That's, <laughs> uh, so depressing <laughs> it's like are you thinking of black people? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could. Okay, so I have to say, like, so you're giving me this quote, this uh, clip, pretty out of context. I'm guessing there's, it, it like, is. A conversation yeah. leading up to it. So imagine, imagine well, that this yeah, person. Yeah, I tried to
0: describe it. But... Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I appreciate that. But imagine that uh, there are circumstances when that question would be totally reasonable. But just like the, f- just out of the blue, just like you know, are you a racist? Are you sure you're not a racist? <laughs>
0: yeah I, I mean yeah that's all uh, uh, i mean it's just this lady describing like just like every other person they interview in, in that segment the, like the other people are like yeah i'm, I'm feeling afraid and, and so i bought 1600 <laughs> rounds of ammunition and this lady's doing the same thing and then the report is <laughs> like so are you thinking of black people <laughs> do you want to shoot black
1: people is that what you're saying?" <laughs>
0: And also her, like, f- her, the way she said it is, like, are you thinking about people because, like, the you Kinoshu shooter was white? Like, that, at first, it didn't make any sense to oh, me. Like, yeah. why did, d- yeah, I, I know now, but can you, do you know why she brought up the white shooter?
1: Uh, at first, I thought she was referencing, like, a TV show or something. <laughs> and they were talking about, like, this in the context of something else they were talking about. But then it became clear that she's like, you know, here's one example of a white person killing people. So aren't you afraid of white people now?
0: <laughs> no, well it was more like, well since you are a racist and you're afraid of black people, here's the counterexample to why you shouldn't think that. Like actually you shouldn't think it's black people because this you know random shooter was white. So like why are why do you think why are you afraid of black people? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it was just presupposing that the problem is what color they are it was yeah
0: it was like she didn't even she couldn't even just ask the question without <laughs> injecting this just random stupid argument yeah. about
1: that's why totally it totally didn't make race. sense to me it was just like wait where is this question coming from <laughs> why <laughs> why are you asking
0: the, this the, the Kenosha thing is just th- it's just there out of nowhere yeah she couldn't even uh, be like oh are are you afraid of black people like like, that could be the end of your question. Uh, and, and she know. repeated the question, like, are they, like, black? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like,
1: I'm trying to, like, uh, tease this out of you. Like, I just want to make sure that you're not a racist, you know? So, can you just answer these questions, please? Uh, I mean, yeah, so. If the person that she's interviewing was like, "Oh yeah, I I think there are a bunch of n words running on should carpet," then okay, yeah, that that would be a reasonable question to answer. But just like as a normal question, it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at the beginning, she. I mean, there is some context, and at the beginning, like what of what I played, she mentions like her being herself being white, and then. But it's like in the context of a larger conversation. And I, so I mm. thought it was reasonable to ask like, you know, what she thinks the race of the people are. And I, th- I think she's, she already answers the question. It's like, it could be a bunch of things. Like she brings, and she like make, brings up examples of a bunch of things. Oh yeah. And what, one of, because she's actually liberal. So her fear was that people, yeah, um, who are like, who justly, don't like white people uh would do would do something maybe but all oh, right in in yeah in, it kind of i don't know the only context that could explain it is yeah that that she mentioned that she was white but yeah i yeah, i don't know it's like an okay question but it, it's just phrased so weird and all it's so leading to like you can just ask about the race maybe that's a little bit better and also you could ask like so uh where, what's the race of these people like uh what's um yeah are they antifa or, or whatever but i mean the way she asked it is so <laughs> blatant it's like oh like uh, yeah you're a racist
1: <clears throat> yeah that was certainly the presupposition to the question uh I I don't know. Like, I guess I would have to hear more about how it led up to that question. But to me, the question about race just totally didn't make any sense. Like, it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. <laughs> it's just like asking. They're talking about, I guess, what preparation for conflict, and then it's like, so I know that we've been talking about this preparation for conflict in like politically contentious <laughs> times. Are Are you a racist? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah in that narrow context yeah it definitely de- it just comes out of nowhere too like because there's so many other the only way you would yeah
1: <laughs> it's like why are you where did this question come from
0: yeah it's not part of the conversation as it's happening like y- yeah, so you really have to go back a little bit to even try to think of what the reporter was thinking when <laughs> when she asked it yeah and, and just the tone of the conversation was so different like because these happen, like, you know, a couple of minutes apart where oh, wow. she's like, I, I don't know, she's just like totally obsequious to the uh, the gay leftist who whose husband buys 1600 rounds <laughs> and he just buys 75 rounds because that's what sane people do. Yeah. Not, not really. <laughs> 75 is, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, whatever.
1: Oh yeah, I was going to say that about the other person. I, I didn't. I, didn't t- I couldn't tell if they were a male or a female, but that does make sense that <laughs> they mentioned their husband and uh, he's gay. So that makes sense. And it's funny because it's like, you know, the appropriate line of questioning to make it uh, to two interviews to be parallel would be, so are you afraid of straight people? <laughs> <laughs> are these people you're matching? Are they straight? <laughs> That only yeah. fair, that would only be fair right
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i don't, I don't even <laughs> it's it's also there's just this really if you listen to it closely like or not even closely but there's just this really odd she's just like laughing throughout uh the guy's explanation of his husband yeah, and she and... wasn't
1: even taking it seriously at all. Like her questions weren't like, "Oh yeah, explain to me, you know, your ideas about this." It was more like, "That's totally ridiculous. Why would you do that?"
0: <laughs> well, it 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 was like it, that's totally ridiculous, but in a way where you're clearly saying it's not ridiculous. Like you're just being like, "Oh, that's so funny." Like like, like as if you're in the same group, basically. Um. And that, and that that was how the laughter was as well. It was it wasn't like, oh, you're so ridiculous. It was more like, oh, that's so funny. You have such a great sense of humor. Haha, uh, ha, how funny. Yeah,
1: yeah, I definitely got that sense. But I think there was a little bit of poking at the the fact that they bought sixteen hundred rounds. It's like, wow, that's so many rounds. How could you ever use that many rounds? It's just like, and they were both on the side of like, that's too many rounds, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, He's like, but, I had to stop my offense. husband
1: from buying rounds.
0: <laughs> but it, it was like, yeah, it was like a friendly way to be like, oh, that's that's so funny, but not, and that's so ridiculous, but not really. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it wasn't
1: really making fun as much. <clears throat> it was just like kind of laughing along.
0: Yeah, if I was asking the question, it would be like, wow, 1600 rounds. That, that's a lot, right? Uh, it wouldn't be like, yeah, whatever she did. And I mean, her whole question is stupid. Like, what? <laughs> What does sixteen hundred rounds look like? <laughs> blah, blah blah.
1: Yeah, how many? How many? Uh, Empire State Buildings could you suck up <laughs> sixteen hundred rounds to be?
0: That's yeah. What a funny thought. Sixteen hundred <laughs> rounds, like, you know, how many Republicans could you kill with that? <laughs> oh my god, you know, that's such a funny thought. <laughs>
1: sixteen hundred <1600 laughs> rounds. Probably one, and then they would shoot you. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, it, it didn't. Yeah, that it just totally didn't make any sense. Like I had no <laughs> idea what was happening, because like, okay, I guess that that is more rounds than you would typically buy, probably. But it, it's not like without outside the realm of possibility. Like, sure, you don't need to use them all at once. <laughs> you just have them now. You can you can uh,
0: have reserves. Ammo is expensive too, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know it much about guns i don't know why would you use why would you ever use i guess if you're going to the shooting range but i mean they were pretty clear what the ammo was <laughs> for i mean huh. yeah i mean they were i mean he said what the ammo was for like <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there's no universe in which you need 1600 like that's so crazy yeah if you're going to the shooting range i i don't know maybe 1600 rounds makes sense I don't even know what that means, 1,600 rounds. <laughs> if that's, like, a round is, like, isn't that more than one bullet?
1: Oh. I don't... Uh, I, I wouldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were getting very little of whoever the person who's buying these rounds' justification was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they say it's like, oh, Trump supporters, are going to go crazy on election night.
1: Right, but... You don't need, uh, like, th- okay, that that would be the reason to buy some amount of rounds. But why sixteen hundred? Because he's
0: crazy. <laughs> he's nuts. I, uh, I, yeah. He well, he just, wasn't the one buying he's the rounds. Antifa person talking
1: about his husband, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, his husband. Uh, he, I think, he, yeah, I mean, he had this little bit of a moderating moderating influence (laughs) but not really like it was like a jokingly oh that's too many but not enough to actually make it an issue Uh same with the reporter you know but i don't know just if you think about this conversation and because sometimes i i can vaguely do this because i've lived outside of america but even if you just imagine like listening to this conversation as a non-american it's like it's so i mean you know, most, almost every other, you know, developed country, you, you, you can barely buy a weapon, <laughs> let alone, yeah, 1600 rounds. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, in Japan, I mean, people don't have weapons, that, and then, <laughs> this conversation would just be crazy. Just, the idea that you're buying it, not really for self-defense, but <laughs> for this stupid political reason that's i mean that's totally made up
1: yeah i mean if so i i don't know how deep we want to go into this but say perhaps the like i could imagine easily the husband being like oh yeah i bought that many rounds because i want to go train and i'm gonna go to the shooting range a couple days a week uh training and that's why i needed this many rounds
0: yeah yeah i guess I should have included maybe a little more of the context, but they're clear about what the ammo is for.
1: <laughs> okay, so the husband is a Antifa person.
0: Yeah, they're both. I mean, they they both buy weapons. for oh. America. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they say they're part of Antifa, but I mean, but they're left wing and they're <laughs> yeah, they're they're buying it for Trump supporters. Uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, it's like. I don't know, look i like i'm not i don't know I don't really care about gun control that much like I'm not super pro gun control or super pro guns but like isn't it isn't it kind of odd that you can buy sixteen hundred rounds <laughs> 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 like- w- what is the purpose of that <laughs> uh like why is that even legal yeah it's like you could do so much with that.
1: um well i mean i i could imagine that you if you're like a gun hobbyist or something and you go to the shooting range every weekend then you buy some like that order of magnitude of rounds at a time i could imagine that
0: Uh, okay well i mean that's still yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if the question is whether or not it should be
1: legal at all, like it seems like, given the circumstances, it, legality
0: it should be fine. I don't. I don't know what. What's the point of letting? What's the point of like letting people buy 69 rounds at the same time? And what's the point of like, you know, letting people who want shoot at shooting ranges shoot, you know, as much as they want to? Basically, like I, I don't think it's any loss to society. Like almost at all, outside of you know the actual joy of shooting at a shooting range. I don't think it's a loss to have people not do that with quite as many rounds. Like, what if you just bought a reasonable amount of rounds and shot those? <laughs> or if you, or if you're going hunting, you know you don't need 1,600 rounds to go hunting <laughs> unless you're killing like the entire animal population <laughs> in a national park. <laughs>
1: Or you're just a really bad shot. (laughs) (laughs) Which these people I I would assume probably are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's why they need 1,600 (laughs) shots. (laughs) Uh.
1: So do you want to talk about voting? I'm sure we're going to agree 100% on this
0: one. Um. Um... Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you were going to say something about about the oh sh- should I how how do you want to do this? Should I lay out what I said first or do you want to just say what you were going to say?
1: Um do you want to just briefly summarize what your points are?
0: Okay. Um I wrote a little thing on Substack. A blog website um, and I noticed that in past elections and in this current election, people would often say th- things like, you know, oh, you're in California, I guess it's it's pointless for you to vote or you know I'm in uh New York, so it, my vote doesn't really count anyways, or I'm in uh, I don't know. Virginia. No, not Virginia. Uh, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, although, yeah, actually, even, I'm just thinking of all the closed states, actually. But if I'm in a heavily Republican or heavily Democratic state, it doesn't really make sense to vote because your vote doesn't really count. It's already predetermined which state uh, which party the state is going to go for. And I was saying the reasoning behind, behind that seems to be like that people think that their indiv- individual vote actually matters if they were not in a state that isn't heavily Democratic or Republican. And I said that that doesn't make any sense to believe that because the differential, um, or the difference between the top two candidates um, in an entire state with millions of voters, is never going to be one vote. So, if you're voting based on the idea that you could influence the election in a non-heavily blue or red state, then there's no reason to vote in any state. So, the closest election, like you know, in a state ever that that I'm aware of is like uh, Florida, and then even that then it was like you know 500 votes. Uh,
2: difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, this is a totally interesting idea. Really quickly, yeah, just
0: really quickly. It. The last part was that I, I think people vote, or I think the reason to vote is like it's a kind of national ritual, national democratic ritual, and it's just like kind of the duty uh, as a citizen to do it, but it's like largely symbolic on an individual level that's all Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's uh so so the way that i took it is that people give this rationale for why uh not to vote which is your vote doesn't make a difference especially or i I guess you were saying in particular people uh think that it only matters to vote in states where it's close and states where it's not close then it doesn't matter if you vote and then the other side is like uh, people that think you should vote always um do their beliefs seem any more <laughs> rationally based than the non voters? Because it seems like yeah, that that's a common uh situation is just like, yeah, I vote because it's my national duty. It's not a banner of like making a difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like in ohio is... maybe the margins, you know, fifty thousand votes instead of ten million, but that's still not one.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, even in the closest election, uh, your vote is not going to make the difference ever. Yeah. So then the question is, uh, so if the difference in your voting uh, rationale shouldn't be different, or uh, how am I saying this? Uh, If the rationale to vote shouldn't be meaningfully different between closed states and non-closed states, uh, do you think there is a rationale to vote at all?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, that was like the last, you know, paragraph or two, and I uh-huh. argue that there should be, or I agree that there is a reason to vote, and I said like I vote sometimes, but uh, when I do vote, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've only been able to vote for presidential elections for two times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I voted. Well, yeah, I, I didn't even actually, I put in a ballot, but I didn't, I didn't pick a president, so I, I didn't, uh, vote in the presidential election, but I voted in other elections where the same reasoning applies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my reason for not voting in the presidential election, it was just because I didn't like a candidate, not because, um, it was, uh, I knew I wouldn't make a difference, um, you didn't vote for Kanye? You could have made a difference to them. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> it looks like you did slightly better. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a reason to vote and um wow, well, it's already been a little bit since I wrote it, so I forgot my examples exactly, but it's like going to church or um Maybe like shaking people's hands or, um, I don't know, waving at people. I, I don't, these aren't super good examples, but there's a lot of rituals that everybody participates in all the time. And it kind of makes you a part of a community and it gives significance or meaning to your actions. And it structures your life, and I I think that's what voting does, Um, especially in presidential election years, every four years. So Mm -hmm. you
1: so there's like a social aspect to voting.
0: Yeah, it's a social ritual. It's it's a social and a religious aspect. So yeah, you feel like you're a citizen. You feel a part of a country. Yeah, a a part of a democracy, and yeah, you feel engaged, and because you genuinely actually are voting, even though it won't make you won't affect the outcome, as in you won't affect who wins, but you are part of a collective of people who actually does decide who wins, and so I think it's a meaningful action, even if. Yeah, um, it's kind of, it's a more abstract uh, significance rather than, you know, you personally deciding what happens.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, the, I would say that's probably the more common reason to vote. Would you agree with that?
0: I don't think, but nobody says that's why they vote, right? What, what do you mean by common? Oh,
1: sure, but... Yeah, I guess that I mean the common cause of voting, as opposed to what people explicitly give as their reason to vote. I don't. I, people vote because they want to be a part of that community that they feel like it's a social activity.
0: Uh, maybe maybe that's like a subconscious reason for a lot of people, but I think for many, possibly most. But certainly for many people, they actually do feel like they are personally making a difference. Um, And my view is almost Hmm. if people actually believe like what I said or like which I think it's just a trivial, you know, logical argument that, you know, your vote won't actually change the outcome. But if people like thought that through enough, which it's clear that the people saying some of this stuff haven't thought it through. I think they would just take away the motivation to vote for a lot of people
1: if they like really deeply internalize the fact that their vote is not going to make the difference.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it's like if they they don't believe that I, they think I think they believe that their vote does make a difference. Maybe because you know they're very impassioned about personally going to vote and they feel like they're a part of um yeah uh, affecting the outcome on an individual level but yeah i don't know May, like the border lines aren't clear but i do think a lot of people have this faulty thinking that forms a large part of why they vote or another example hmm. that i brought up is like in college you know people um the college we went to lots of people come in from all over the country. And we were there in, in the election year of Trump's first election. And I, you know, I, I had a friend that was from Florida and he did he didn't vote. So people were like, wow, why, why didn't you vote? You, um, that's so stupid. Mm,
1: like he had a special obligation cause it's close to yeah, Florida.
0: And, there, people, and I, I probably said some things. <laughs> um, cause it's kind of funny. It's like, No. but you know if you genuinely genuinely believe that which i I think a lot of people do and including the person from florida then uh yeah i think then your reason if you do vote has to do in part with you know how close the election is and uh how much you might be able to affect that and that doesn't make sense to me
1: right okay so your conclusion is that the justification for voting that's based on the amount of influence you have on the final result is not a very good
0: justification. Yeah. But I I think that's an interesting, I think that's a point that you made actually That um, people's rationale can be the rationale that I gave for myself, I guess that it is kind of like a, um people do it to like be a part of a group and and some people like you know um i saw a post from Lex Friedman who voted and it was something like oh, yes. uh no matter the outcome like let's america is a, is a great country or something like that and a lot some people do say stuff like that and i think that seems to be basically what i i was thinking um yeah, it seems like a nice time to reflect on the idea that we are voting. We we live in a democracy. Like, you, you know, because you don't really think about that in everyday life, but once in four years, it might be worth, worth thinking, reflecting on that. Hmm.
1: It's funny because you could also take Lex's post, just, just taking how you described it. It's like, uh, why vote? Uh, I love America no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make a difference to me whether one wins or the other. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I think that's right. So you could like you could interpret anti-democratically or democratically. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? How's that anti-democratic?
1: Well, on the one side, he's like, "Well, uh, <clears throat> why, why would I support voting? I'm gonna love America, whoever vote, uh is voting. Oh, he
0: no, he said so. he said that after he voted.
1: Right, but that—that's what's kind of funny about it. It's like, why would you vote if you don't care about the outcome? <laughs>
0: uh, no, no, I, I think the alternative is people who vote and they want their candidate to win, and that's the only reason they vote. And if the other person votes, if, and if the other candidate wins, they see nothing good about the election, really. But I think it's good to step back and. Uh, think about the idea that whoever wins the democracy is functioning correctly which it's not which it's i mean it's i think it's you know mostly 99 percent functioning correctly uh it's hmm. not totally if with tr- this trump thing he, he is actually <laughs> with, with the mechanism but uh yeah I guess, yeah, he's probably not going to succeed in derailing it. Um, he's... Oh, yeah, I think that is even more unlikely
1: than him continuing yeah, to stall. He
0: he couldn't continue <laughs> to stall, but, yeah, that doesn't mean we don't have a non-functioning democracy. It's only non-functioning if he succeeds.
1: Yeah, it would be a proof of its functioning if, even given his malintentions, yeah. <laughs> he was able to be peacefully
0: transferred. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah, I think
1: uh it's interesting cuz so you've delineated these two sorts of reasons for voting. One being uh how much influence you have on the result, and the other being you're part of this community and like, you know, supporting democracy, etc. Uh, uh all those sorts of social reasons. Uh, and I think that actually they're not so separate because um when people talk about their obligation to vote or Uh, who they're voting for, who they support, all this stuff. It's not just talking to themselves, right? They're talking to other people. And I think that a lot of the time, one of the results is that they're promoting the people that agree with them to vote as well as them. So in expressing their will to vote and their obligation to vote, they're increasing the number of people that vote. uh, And the idea would be the people that vote for the same candidate as they do. So in fact, they are having uh, more vo- influence than just their single vote. But their voting itself is an act that uh, helps uh, encourage that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I talk about this a little bit, right? But yeah, the argument I made is, I think, counter to that argument, which is like, even if, you know, this single individual convinces like all of their friends to vote and for all of them to vote for Joe Biden, the candidate that they like. For example, even that doesn't, isn't ever going to make a difference in the election. Even though for that person it feels like a really meaningful activity to spend this time converting people, um, it, that's not going to have an effect on the election. But the idea that, or the fact that there's thousands of people in each state who are like that, that does influence the outcome of the election. So even in those cases, I think, At times, there is, uh, you know, the possibility of thinking that, you know, what you do is actually going to affect or change what's going to happen. And that's just not true. But there are a lot of incentives in, like, uh, in, like, the people in the campaigns, in the Joe Biden campaign, that gets people to adopt the false belief that their individual actions can affect the outcome, even though they can't, it's just Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of people making millions of individual decisions can affect the outcome. And that's, that's very different from any one individual, uh, organizer making a difference. It's different for like, for Joe Biden, he, he, what he does actually can affect the outcome and um yeah but it's different for a, a random organizer
1: and his campaign managers as well the
0: people that are
1: you know on the highest rungs of the ladder for influencing people's yeah votes. definitely
0: and the way they yeah influence selection is by yeah c- implanting ideas in thousands of people or millions of people and not by like <laughs> voting themselves you know like their vote well part of it their is, vote doesn't matter
1: like recently i uh i pointed out the video that Ben Shapiro made that is like why i'm voting for Trump right
0: oh yeah i didn't watch it and
1: this is his justification for his personal vote for Trump but really what he's doing in this action is telling a lot of other people to vote for Trump and in that way he's having a lot of influence and But the way he's doing that is not saying well, – I'm sure he says it to some extent, but it's not just that uh, you should vote and it has something to do with my vote. My vote is unimportant. It's that I feel my vote is really important. and This is why I'm putting it forward to Trump. Yeah. And that convinces a lot of people. Yeah. Or, I mean, I would assume. <laughs> or at least, you know, uh, influences them to be more likely to vote for Trump.
0: Yeah, I bet it has an influence. Um, and I, I bet his career has, yeah, a good amount of influence. Um, I mean, he gets millions of views and it's probably, yeah, the influence is probably not changing people's minds, but like activating conservatives. But yeah. And I actually, Hmm. I think it's surprisingly easy because of the electoral system that we have instead of like a normal democracy where, you know, the person with the most votes wins. It's like, this super bizarre uh weird math <laughs> calculation that it, uh-huh. it it's possible to influence selection as an individual and it's not that crazy to imagine that happening so yeah, like in two thousand and four, if you were just like <laughs> a really popular person with a ton of friends and you just all talk- constantly talked about politics for a year or or and you convinced you know a thousand people then. You you could have you know plausibly changed the outcome of the election. Oh, uh, it actually you just need to convince like 250 people to switch. Um, or if you're like if you own a media outlet in Florida, or if you're a organizer in Florida, you can imagine possibly having changed the election.
1: Yeah. So this is another thing I wanted to get to, which is that. I think that I I either am misunderstanding something or I disagree with the way exactly that you're portraying like this making a difference sort of idea, which is like, so just for the sake of argument, suppose that there was an election in Florida where the difference was exactly one vote, right? So it was, you know, one side had X votes and the other side had X plus one votes. Yeah. Then... If you ask this random Floridian, uh, so the difference was one vote, that means that you made the difference in this election, right? The answer isn't yes. What do you mean? They didn't make the difference in the election. Wait, what? Can you... You just pick a random Floridian and you say, the difference was uh, one vote in the total count. Does that mean that you made the difference in the selection?
0: You mean a Floridian voter?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I mean one of the Floridians that voted in the election.
0: Wait, they did, though, right? If they chose the other candidate, then the other candidate uh, would have won.
1: So let's give this uh, Floridian a name. Let's call him... Uh, jeb so it was jeb's decision at the end who won is that what you're saying
0: uh not necessarily i'm or uh i mean you have to do the math but yeah
1: well I'm, i'm posing it as a hypothetical that it is in fact the case that one vote made the difference so does that mean that jeb turned the election yeah Okay, then let's go to Jeb's friend uh, Joe. Uh, we say to Joe, "Okay, look the the vote was a difference of one vote. Uh, did you change the election result? Was it up to you whether this candidate won or this candidate won? Then it, the same answer should be the case, right?" Yeah, it's true of so. It was also Joe's decision. It's, it's true of everyone that voted. Well, that doesn't make any sense, though, right? Because <laughs> it can't be <laughs> it can't be each person. It was their decision who was elected. It was, cause if Joe made a different decision than Jeb, then it would be a different result than each of them deciding on their own.
0: Yeah. And if either, if any one single person had voted differently and the outcome had been different, then I would say they essentially decided the election.
1: Yes. But it isn't every single person. It's any single person.
0: Uh, sure and i mean any single person and all of them could be that person or is that person
1: so it's a distribution over the people right
0: uh what
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you can't say that it was up to each individual person it's it's up to any one person given everyone else fixed if one person changed their vote then it would have changed the election but you can't just uh, you can't just say that each person is in the uh, scenario where everyone else is fixed because then that uh, violates the assumption that everyone else is fixed because you're opposing the hypothetical to each other person where it fixes the person that you're just unfixing. Yeah. So ultimately, this is what I'm trying to say is that. Yeah, I know I'm going about this kind of convoluted, but I was trying to point out the weirdness of that situation where it's like, imagine the scenario that you are opposing isn't the case, right? You are saying like, it's never up to one vote. So that's why uh you're in, you don't have a decision. But even in the case where it is up to one vote, it still doesn't seem like it was up to you, right? That, that's what I'm trying to get at.
0: I, I do think there are cases where it is up to you. And I think your case is an example of that. So, yeah, it's any one person. Yeah.
1: Um, or each, but it e- can't be every one person. It's any one person. It's a equal random choice of everyone.
0: It's not random though. It's, it applies equally to all of them that they decided the outcome of the election.
1: Yes. So it's distributed over everyone.
0: This one vote of influence. So okay, well, th- the question is like, okay, if I had voted differently, would the outcome be different? And that's like keeping all else equal. Of course, right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what the counterfactual is. And if the answer is yes, the di- outcome would be different. Then I would say that you had an effect by voting for the candidate that you chose you d- for.
1: So this is what I would say, is that you did have an effect, but it wasn't entirely up to your vote because the, uh, the, the reason of having that question, that given everything else fixed, uh, suppose that you made a different choice, that is supposed to be a sort of uh, without loss of generality argument that we have this random distribution over everyone that could have voted differently. And we're going to choose one of them as a representative sample. But in doing that choice, you can't just do that choice arbitrarily. You have to say that we had you know, n choices, which n is the number of people. So that means that the effect that our choice is going to have is going to be distributed over all the different choices we could have made. So in other words, that one vote of influence is, distru- is uh, divided by n.
0: Okay, maybe I'm getting your point better. And by, by the way... So, so- Uh, you, your candidate would have to have one by one vote for you to be in the group of people whose vote mattered. Because if your candidate, if your candidate lost by one point, and then, let's say in the counterfactual, you change your vote, then your candidate, uh, still lost.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. Let's just say it was, uh, so you are a candidate by uh, one by one, or uh, yeah. So suppose that you're candidate won that <laughs> one by one, but you could have made the other
0: candidate
1: <laughs> one. Just, uh, this is so,
0: This is just ridiculous use of math.
1: <laughs> I suppose that you could you could say that it's tied, and then you haven't vote, like you didn't vote, and then the decision is <laughs> you decide to vote. or not. Wait, no, then yeah, it that works that, out arbitrary.
0: That's okay. But that's not that's not what we're talking
1: <laughs> about. Yeah, that's too complicated. That's a different scenario. Anyway, so this is my argument. Yeah, I, I I think even though you don't, even though you don't make the difference, as in your particular vote didn't make the difference, I think that you do make a difference, and your difference is proportional to the amount of voting power you have, which in a democracy, uh, such as ours, is roughly one, one person, amount of vote.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I. Yeah, I think I'm getting what, yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, the math explanation was not psychologically intuitive. But yeah, I think I I see what you're saying.
1: So, so I think that it still can be a rationale to vote that I have, you know, point zero zero one amount of influence on the result. And it's not that much, but it's also roughly the same amount that everyone else gets. So, it's still a uh, a meaningful amount of influence.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, maybe... I mean, yeah, maybe the way to put it is... to make it intuitive is something like in every case in which you are about to vote, the amount of influence your vote has is just exactly the same depending on the number of people voting. And just because your candidate ends up winning by one vote doesn't change your initial vote value
1: exactly exactly
0: even though it is true that t- if you did the counterfactual and you did change your vote your the other candidate would win for uh uh-huh.
1: but that counterfactual is a choice among a bunch of different options. So you have to distribute the effect of it across those options.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, okay. That's very unintuitive to me, but... Yeah, for, I mean, yeah, for any one individual, and if you pick out that individual, you, you could do the counterfactual, but then everyone else, you didn't do it for. So, really, you're picking, like, the same the value of an individual vote is, is no different from the initial starting point before the vote.
1: Mm. There can be some epistemic uh, considerations that make things a little different on what you expect the result to be. And that depends on like how close are we to the circumstance where everyone else's votes are fixed, right? Because some people, you can predict what their vote is going to be. And you can treat those as like to some amount, uh, percentage in terms of probability, their votes are fixed. So people that live uh, are in a very, you know, whatever lifestyle that makes it clear that they're going to vote for this candidate, then you can say, OK, I can assume that they're going to vote this way. So how can I change my predictions now? Yeah, but but roughly, I think that there are enough people that are willing to change their vote based on whatever the topic is at hand that you can't perfectly predict what the result's going to be. And therefore you're going to have some statistical influence on the result. I, I it's mean, different from this case where at least everything is random and the case where everyone else is fixed
0: except for you. Yeah. But it's still tiny. Yeah, you know, it's like instead oh, yeah, of yeah. 20 million people, it's like 5 million people or, or whatever that are genuinely voting.
1: Uh, but but the the reason that I am bringing this up and building up to this now is that when we'll i now consider the case of comparing your influence in a swing state versus your influence in a non-swing state, right? So it's still not very much in each case, uh, in terms of your influence versus the total amount of voting power. But it's still like in a like Florida or something versus Oregon, you probably have maybe an order of magnitude more voting influence on the result
0: i th- i think i don't know uh that voting influence is a meaningful metric because when people talk about their vote mattering or not i, I think they're talking about whether their their candidate wins or not and it's different from having this vote influencing measure but
1: if uh, I think I am trying to capture that so basically what I mean by voting influence is that everyone in the country has a probability of voting for one candidate and a probability of voting for the other candidate and you can just do a statistical analysis of all this and say okay given my vote this way what's the chances the candidate wins and given my vote this way what's the chance the candidate wins and that difference is your voting power
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah, power influence, yeah. I I, I think yeah, I get what you're saying, and I, I agree. I, I don't know what the good what a good term for it is. Yeah. But in either case it's so to reframe my original point using this, it's still in either case it's like a tiny vote influence number. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, I, I I totally agree that compared to the total amount of voting power in the country or voting influence, let's say we're calling it, uh, it's a small amount, but it's it can still be say in if you're in Florida, ten times the amount that a person in Oregon
0: has. Oh yeah, and I and I basically say that you're uh, yeah you're a lot more likely to be the one vote that changes it, but s it's still extremely unlikely. Yeah,
1: But no, that wasn't what you were saying, right? Because you said there was no chance of you being the vote to change it because it's never up to one vote. That was
0: your argument. Never means like 99.99999% chance.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I thought that was the whole idea of saying that it's like never up to one vote because the point of bringing up that example where it did come down to one vote was to say that that doesn't make a difference whether it's up to one vote or not your voting power is still calculated in the same way.
0: So, okay. I, I wish, um, could have gone a little slower, I guess, but I really, I really like your point and I, I agree. And I think you took my argument further than I took it. Uh, that, that's, how I see it um because yeah maybe it's just that my argument wasn't formal and precise enough to really capture what happens when you are the single vote that makes or there, or the election is decided by a single vote because my argument kind of implied that When that happens, then your vote actually does matter. And you're saying that your vote actually doesn't... There's nothing fundamentally different about an election that is decided by one vote. It's just on the spectrum of votes mattering. What's relevant is the number of people voting, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that seems right. Yeah, if everyone has a random like if everyone votes randomly, then the only factor that determines your voting influence is the number of people voting.
0: Yeah. So my argument was wrong in exact in basically the same way that I was arguing other people were wrong. Um
1: I think I brought up something intuitively right which was that like the differences are very small even if they're relatively like one is 10 times the other it's still a small amount absolutely but I think that the actual like math of it doesn't make a difference in that specific example what do you mean like uh, the differences would still be small and the same argument would apply even if it was uh, not up to one vote or if it was up to one vote.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, yeah, that was what was wrong with my argument because I was right in saying that it's not the idea that uh, you'll change or affect the outcome doesn't make sense in California or Ohio. Um, but the reason it doesn't make sense is not the reason that I gave. My reason was wrong. But I guess I, I was right to say that it doesn't make sense to think that your vote will affect the outcome. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I think that we were talking about slightly different things because you were talking about your vote makes the difference. And I think that when you say that, you're sort of supposing, suppose everyone else's votes are fixed, then what impact does your vote have? And that's one question. And then I was posting a slightly different question. And I was saying that maybe this maps on more to what people are talking about when they talk about their, you know, oh, you're in Florida, you should have voted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because that's like a, that's different from saying you should vote. It's uh, a (laughs) counterfactual. It's because, it's like, because if you could, it's basically saying like, um, if you had a time machine, you should go back and, and vote. But you can't give time machines to everyone that voted. Therefore, (laughs) um, yeah, your vote is worth is like worth one out of however many people voted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you if you could have a time machine and it was up to one vote, then yes, your vote would make the difference. But my my uh question was different because it didn't suppose that situation. Uh
0: yeah. And that situation doesn't only make sense if, yeah, you're the person that gets the time machine, and, yeah.
1: Yeah. So my question, you could boil it down to, I guess, uh, if a random person got a time machine, what's the chances that uh, your vote would be changed to make an influence? So it would have to be summed over also the circumstances in which you didn't get the time machine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and my, yeah, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it does, it, yeah, if you, if you give everyone a time machine, it doesn't work at all.
1: There's probably some clever, like combinatorics uh, argument that I could make to make it clear, but yeah, I think we're on the same page.
0: Maybe a little a thing that's a little bit odd, um. Is that this voting power, or the reason that I didn't totally like the terms we use or you use, that we're both using now, voting power and like voting influence? I think it kind of implies, uh, I guess, something that is like a, a certain magnitude and not. But, when we're really talking about a probability yeah, mm, yeah, of, yeah, of a right. binary outcome, yeah, uh-huh. where it's like yeah in a war, if you have like a gun, that's like you got you have more gun power on your side <laughs> uh-huh, and whether you win or lose, yeah, you have more power, but. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I should have chosen better terms. Something like influence. It's the amount that you can change the probability with your decision.
0: It's like well we are talking about like just like probability to uh Yeah, affect the outcome. Basically.
1: Well, your vote does affect the outcome. It's the the probability that your vote one way will, or it's the probability of candidates winning if you vote one way versus the vote probability of the candidates winning if you vote the other way. So it's that difference is what your vote makes a difference in.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I implied originally that it would be high in a state or election where a candidate wins by one vote but you're saying actually that's not relevant um what's relevant is the number of voters yeah yeah and that's that's right
1: and slightly more not just yeah. the number of voters in the US system because with the electoral college it's like some proportion of the number of voters to the the state.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever election, it's the number of voters. Yeah, so oh, yeah. if it's, yeah, if it's the, it could be a state election for the electoral college votes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a better way of saying it. I th- yeah, I think maybe my point, maybe uh, I'm thinking now, It's not exactly wrong, but it's, there's just a lot of unarticulated assumptions that I should not have made. Maybe. Um, which is like, just like you're talking about, you know, a a unique individual and that person, uh, for that person, um, implying that they could change their vote while all else is held equal. And it's true that for that person, they actually could affect the outcome, but that's people aren't like that, basically. Or that person, that scenario doesn't exist, and it's not the scenario that intuitively people should have going into voting.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't map on to your epistemic situation when you are choosing to vote.
0: Yeah, it only. Yeah, maybe if you have like a time <laughs> machine before you vote, and then afterwards your candidate won by one point, then it does map on.
2: <laughs> and no, and no,
0: tar- and, and no one else has the time machine. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess that. The The way that I said it, the way you can get closest to the scenario is by becoming more and more sure of what everyone else's votes are going to be. Because the more sure you are of what everyone else's votes are going to be, the closer you are to that circumstance where everyone else's votes are fixed.
0: Yeah, and since people don't have free will, if you really can decide who chooses the candidate, then you can decide the outcome if it's going to be down to one vote.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You get much more, uh, from your epistemic perspective, you you have much more voting influence if you can figure out what everyone else's votes are going to be. Potentially. If you figure out that, you know, 90% of people are voting for one candidate, and then you're not going to be able to change that election.
0: Although, I mean, although that is just an epistemic question, but I I think for your original scenario, what matters is... The actual reality right of uh how many votes are undecided,
1: oh uh, I mean, not I mean if you believe in a deterministic universe, then uh no one's votes make any difference <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, uh, yeah, although we're kind of implying that for this one person <laughs> their vote they they do have free will. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is like beyond the time machine argument. It's like imagine everyone is deterministic <laughs> except for one person. <laughs> one person has free will.
0: Or one person rolls a random uh they, they get <laughs> like God hands them a dice that's truly random. <laughs> <laughs> then the dice decides. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, at that point we're not really talking about your influence anymore. <laughs> it's more like the dice influence. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, your situation maps onto someone who's voting m- much better than mine. Yeah, I, and I made. Bas- uh, yeah, I think basically the kind of error that I was say- saying other people make, but in a different area.
1: Yeah, plenty of people still make that error. So it's not that you're wrong and they're right. It's just that you're both. <laughs> it's, it's it's confusing to everyone and no one gives explicit reasons for why they're doing what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I think it didn't even occur to me to come up with your argument because <clears throat> I've never been in a situation where I think that my vote actually, or I think that I could be in an election where one vote wins. And that's why I'm voting. Like, I I always vote knowing that there's going to be more than, you know, a one vote difference. So it's, like, not something I would think of on, like, kind of a semi-practical level. But then, yeah, for you, you put it into, you, uh, yeah, we're able to conceptualize it into this math situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is certainly uh counterintuitive because you know there's all this is kind of separate also, just that there's so many other connotations to voting, but it's like what are even the reasons that people are voting at all? It's it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Personally though, I uh voted for Joe Dorgenson <laughs> in Oregon. Oh, oh
0: wait, you did? For real? Oh Yeah. 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 Uh Joe Rogan voted and, for Joe Jorgensen.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> nice. Joe and Joe. <laughs>
0: and and Joe. Joe
1: and Jojo. <laughs> and Joe,
0: yeah. Oh Jojo versus yeah. Joe and Joe voted for <laughs> Jojo.
1: <laughs> yep. It's a hard choice. But uh yeah, so my justification is that uh my vote had a much more influence on the magnitude of joe's uh popularity than it would have had on the influence of who won the election
0: yeah yeah
1: and i didn't vote because i thought that joe was going to win and i don't even think that i would want her to win (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) but i wanted to support uh libertarian uh
0: priorities yeah, in a way, like, how we're talking about it, it's like, if you, you know, if you really believe the the fact that you won't affect the outcome, then like, why would you vote for a person who you actually want to be president? Like, <laughs> then, yeah, you could have all these other reasons that maybe yeah, outweigh uh, I... <laughs> the original non, non, uh, non-true reason. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. reason. And that's basically
1: my position: is that I, I thought that the benefit that I get from improving her popularity, even so slightly, is more than a benefit I get from my influence on who wins the presidency.
0: Yeah, I I do think my argument can still be, um, argued against your explanation. Which is, you know, even though you do affect the magnitude a little bit, it's still, like, that couldn't really be the reason. <laughs> because how how many votes did she get in Oregon? Oh, man, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe if it, it was tiny, maybe I, I would take, take it back.
1: I think it was pretty small, under five percent.
0: Oh, that's pretty big. One point so thirty-nine thousand three hundred sixty-seven. So it would have okay ninety-eight percent reporting. So not not fully there, but for forty thousand votes. Yeah. So yeah. So sh- if you hadn't voted, it would be at a hundred percent reporting. It would be like hundred and one instead of. A hundred, so I I don't so I don't think yeah that's not I don't think that's the reason or maybe I guess I'm saying it's not a practical reason you would vote.
1: Yeah, I mean that's my reason.
0: <laughs> I think your reason would be more like, huh.
1: Well, here's the thing, is that it costs me virtually nothing to vote. It costs me five minutes to fill out the ballot and then put it in the mail. So it's true that I don't have much of an influence, and there's not a lot of upside to it, like, absolutely. But it's still slightly more than the cost it takes to, like, spend five minutes filling out the ballot.
0: Yeah, it's really weird now that you can—I I did mail-in, too. It's, it's so different because, yeah, going to vote is so much more work. I've never voted in person.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually, because I think that this is kind of the thing we've been avoiding the whole time, which is that uh, there is a cost to voting, like you have to spend time doing it. And the amount of influence you have is so tiny that it's really easy for a lot of people to make the calculation implicitly or explicitly that uh, I have better things to do. (laughs) Like my the difference that I make is so small that uh, it's not worth my time.
0: Yeah, or, I mean, what a lot of people do, you know, even though they're going in person to vote, it's like, oh, my vote really matters, so I'm gonna go, even though, and wait, like, 20 minutes in line, or whatever it is. And spend, spend the yeah. gas and the, yeah, drive and risk getting into a car crash and dying, and.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is like, uh, about the same amount of probability that, <laughs> of the difference. Oh no, making. it's way higher,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, yours is the probability of yeah, of oh, yeah, of affecting actually, a binary the outcome. Point. So the, the pro, that probability is way lower than getting into a car crash.
1: Yeah, what's the prob- what's the prob uh ugh, what's the population of the US like 300 million? Yeah. So 1 over 300 million. That's the the difference. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm oh, sure Wait, no, wait, no, wait
0: but air. we're talking, no, we, you have to do it over the state, right?
1: Yeah, okay, you're right, so it's going to be different, but roughly. Yeah, and know. even if you,
0: maybe, maybe if- even if you changed your state, you're probably not changing the election in most years, but yeah but assume yeah but whatever, it doesn't really even matter, all these are so small at most, it
1: would be like one in a for thirty million rather than three hundred million,
0: <laughs> yeah something some yeah, something like that yeah, but yeah, this is yeah, maybe part of the point, it's like voting yeah i
1: think this is the tougher question it's like how do people get motivated to vote at all
0: yeah yeah that's really interesting it's like from an economist's perspective there's no reason for anyone to vote ever
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's ironic yeah it's like a tragedy of the commons kind
0: of thing yeah but it's like not a tragedy because people actually do vote yeah well the question is like why isn't it a tragedy of the commons and And I think the reason is largely people feel like they're making a difference,
1: yeah, yeah, I think for me personally, like the fact that I can mail and vote is the only reason that I vote like if if I had to go in person, I just wouldn't do it
0: but yeah, but my argument is it's still you're still doing way more work than the amount of actual influence that you'll have i I still think it's mostly. Like, you know, when you vote, you get to tell people that you voted and talk about it. And it's kind of like a fun thing to do. And you get to feel a part of the Joe Jorgensen campaign. And I feel like you helped out a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that you're right that that also plays into it. I I guess I maybe I misspoke before. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that that was my only justification for voting.
0: But but I mean, just the economic calculus of... Changing her vote total by one vote, I feel like... I mean, that's a minuscule influence, right?
1: Well, I mean, you remember how many people voted, right? So it's not minuscule in terms of the percentage I affected her m- magnitude of race. I don't know,
0: 40,000, that's pretty... versus one. I, I think that's pretty small.
1: It's small, but its it's not that small.
0: Yeah, if, if he voted for Kanye, then <laughs> he isn't even... Okay. He isn't, I don't even know if he ran and it doesn't even list him.
1: <laughs> well, I think I, I, I really felt like it was worth supporting Joe because she was the only third-party candidate on the ballots in every state.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> uh, and I think that's... Yeah, I, well, maybe, yeah, but, uh, that's like, uh, that's not an outcomes based reason, right? It's like, it is like a group or social reason.
1: Yeah, so I wasn't voting for her because I thought that she would be more likely to win even though, like, you know, very small amount more likely to win because of that. It's more that uh, the voting I had made a difference in her perception and the perception of third-party candidacies.
0: Oh, yeah, but the, I, I, I'm saying, like, I think that reason is, like, along the same lines as the idea that you would affect the outcome of the election with your one vote. I think it's that, but just a little bit different.
1: I think it's uh, it is the same sort of calculation, but I think that I had much more influence on her perception than I did on uh, well, than I would have had if I had voted for the Republicans or Democrats.
0: I I agree, but I think that difference is like instead of one in a million, it's one in forty thousand. Some that kind that kind yeah, of difference, yeah. yeah.
1: I still think, so, from the original amount of influence, if you were voting for one of the main candidates, I think that I've increased my influence from there to, uh, like, say, like a thousand or ten thousand times increase. Uh, I, in yeah, influence. I
0: agree. Many orders of magnitude more.
1: And it's still small, but I think that it was uh, at least maybe worth half of the five minutes to maybe two yeah, and a half minutes. I, I mean,
0: that's where I disagree it's like okay. if if you could <laughs> do that with like 0.01 seconds maybe it would be worth it would be economically <laughs> rational but i think most i do think most of the reason is like a social or motive it's like yeah feeling part of a tribe or something like that and
1: also yeah, i think the ric- i mean it's not just feeling part of a tribe it's also just like you know uh you if you know someone that supported a candidate then that really changes your perspective of that candidate
0: yeah so a social reason and I fe- yeah. I feel like the ritual played a role as well like it just kind of feels like the right thing to do to vote and if the- it's really easy to vote it's like why not if you get to participate yeah, if it's in really this easy thing yeah
1: and it's uh but this is t- sort of the interestingness of the anti-tragedy which is that yeah we should expect like barely anyone to vote if like especially before there was this amount of mail in options yeah uh, so but we we totally owe it to the people that did vote <laughs> <laughs> like that's that was the backbone of our democracy it was the people participating
0: yeah or or yeah you could yeah it's really i th- yeah i think economists would have some <laughs> difficulty explaining yeah why people vote at all it yeah it does seem seem like a more of a psychol psychological thing
1: you know how there's that uh idiom useful idiots yeah yeah this would be like a positive use of <laughs> that it's like you're t- acting totally irrationally but it's actually really great
0: <laughs> yeah from from a yeah from an economic uh economic right, standpoint, right. yeah everybody that votes is a useful idiot yeah i yeah and then i I think my argument was you know't it's not just it's you're not an idiot because there are other reasons to vote uh, yeah, except for people who uh-huh I guess maybe there are people who, yeah, uh, are genuinely yeah misled about their voting power, but and, you know,
1: yeah, it would be interesting to see if there you could do some like psychological experiments to see like how influential people really believe their votes were. Because I could imagine people like saying, uh, uh in some way estimating their vote. Influence to be way higher than it actually is, even if they recognize that, like you know, there's so many people in America, and you show them has the same kind of vote that you do, yeah, <laughs>
0: roughly. And although, yeah, and I think it maybe, yeah, I I could see them overestimating it. But I think if you ask them, they would. Most people can do the basic statistical work of like, not my vote doesn't matter that much, but it's still I think. Those could be the same people that are saying things like, oh, I'm in California, so it doesn't make sense to vote. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just people haven't totally, you know, totally reconciled their mm-hmm. positions in different circumstances.
1: Here's another observation that I've made about uh, voting behavior, is that the more passionate you are about uh, policy, the more likely they are to vote on candidates or other things surrounding it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Which doesn't really make sense, right? Because <laughs> how passionate you are about it shouldn't change uh or doesn't change the amount of influence you have.
0: Yeah. Which is like yeah, which is none yeah, it's interesting. So it makes you just more likely to participate in the ritual.
1: Uh-huh. Which begs the question of, you know, only about half of Americans vote. Uh should it be more there are countries like australia where it's uh it's mandated that everyone votes so is it a, is that a good thing or a bad thing yeah because you could think like you know i don't want everyone to just be forced to vote and then you know you just appeal to people's uh glancing attention so that the last candidate you heard of is the one you vote for <laughs> Because no one, like, all the half of America that doesn't vote isn't going to care enough to, like, look into the
0: issues. But also, yeah, and then the other side is you get a much less po- polarized electorate and you get much more uh, moderate candidates winning. And You would expect, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the political environment in general would probably be less partisan because it's not constantly just trying to get your base to go out and vote. Instead, you're actually trying to convince, like, the mass of Americans, not just activate your own um, base, especially the more extreme parts of your base.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is the side effect, is that uh, since the more passionate you are, the more likely you're to vote, uh, regardless of the rationality of it, uh, that's people that are targeted by people that want
0: people to vote. Yeah, so you make people more passionate. Yeah, it's it's like... Yeah, more, more passionate people voting is like, it's like, um, if you're a more devout Muslim, you're more likely to pray five times a day and lay (laughs) out your rug and do all of that. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's basically that neither thing has any influence on any real world outcome. (laughs) 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 And both people probably believe that it does have influence on, actually both people yeah, usually do believe that it has some influence <laughs> on your whole world outcome but it doesn't and yeah
1: at least it doesn't at all scale with how much they believe they have influence
0: yeah which is like none basically
1: I mean maybe in the Muslim case like if you didn't pray that many times then God probably had a problem with that right isn't there a requirement in the, the Quran or something?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's not, uh, There's no real-world outcome. <laughs> You're, uh, okay, imaginary yeah. being uh, doesn't like you. <laughs> it's pretty
1: strong. Of that happening. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, it, it applies to every religion, but... Is, I mean, it's kind of, I think, a cool part of Islam that it's such a ritual. There's these, yeah, very rigid rituals. There's, oh, man. Be, Christians pray, but there, there's nothing like the laying down a mat and doing that every day. Right. Towards, yeah, yeah, towards true. Mecca, which I, I don't even understand and the direction thing because it's on the other side of the planet. <laughs> Wait, what? How do you bow in that direction? Like, is, what does the Quran explain, like what it mean, what it means, like to bow in that part, in that direction? Like,
1: yeah, I think it does.
0: It, <laughs> wait, but did, did they? Okay, so the Quran. <laughs> wait, does it?
1: I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, my assumption is that they tell you to bow in that direction.
0: No, but what what does that direction even mean? We live on a globe. Like it's not flat,
1: <laughs> I'm sure there are some like neo fundamentalists that are like we should be bowing sideways, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or if you if it is <laughs> in one direction, then what's the difference in bowing in in a one eighty degree opposite- you're still <laughs> facing the same oh, way, Oh, yeah, yeah, you could bow in any direction
1: because you know if it in the direction we'll just wrap up the globe, <laughs> it'll, it eventually gets off. <laughs>
0: yeah but really it's just how spherical geometry works obviously but really you should be bound like into the earth because that's that's the most right way would that be the greatest religious
1: practice just like you go into your church it has all these like rotating mats that you can like strap yourself onto
0: yeah there's like a what do you call it the the thing that's in your iphone that Let's you. Oh, a yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yes. There has to be a gyroscope and a like a compass, or something yeah. that rotates you <laughs> correctly <laughs> in yep. the mats. Oh man, that was great.
1: Yeah, super high tech. Uh, what are they called? Yeah. They just like they're embedded in the floor, and then you like press a button, and everyone like lifts up and rotates in the right angle
0: yeah i I, yeah i because i think muhammad probably knew that the earth is a globe i think most people did and i assume he was reasonably educated since he wrote a big book (laughs) even though it's i it's i don't know about the quality of it but oh yeah he didn't he didn't write it i'm i'm sorry um he, I think it he, yeah so he really didn't even have to be literate it, it's just god wrote it through him
1: so. yeah we got to got to get these details <laughs> right
0: so yeah so uh. god didn't put in what to do exactly he just have to kind of, he, he's just like figure it out yeah yeah it's it's and obvious. If you figure it out wrong, <laughs> oh, then there's a chance. No, no, you just go to hell. That's <laughs> yep. So
1: I guess with the comparing the Muslims bowing or what is it kneeling, praying yeah. to uh, voters that are. Pr- uh, I guess it. It was so funny. There's like a bunch of people praying outside of uh, the uh polling offices, you know, like praying for President Trump.
0: Oh interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, but like yeah, the more extreme people are the people doing that in in every case, in political and right. religious cases.
1: Yeah. And since they're more likely to vote, it seems like they tend to have the outsized
0: influence in the elections yeah to them
1: so on the one hand you make your country more moderate by having more people vote, but on the other hand they are less informed so who knows if that makes them make more better decisions or not probably makes better decisions that they're less informed honestly <laughs> but this is a different topic
0: yeah i wonder yeah i mean look i mean yeah But we maybe we're overacting to the American circumstance, but definitely looking at it now, it seems like it would be a better thing if more people voted. To me, that's how it seems. Mm -hmm.
1: It matters, though, how you get them to vote. Because if you just say, you know, it's better for more people to vote, then, well, what does that mean? It means making more people radical. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's how you get people to vote. Oh, but, so it seems like really the only thing you could do would be to like instill some sort of national obligation or either officially or unofficially.
0: Yeah. It's. Yeah. Huh. Trump would never have won. And maybe that's part of the downside of compulsory voting. You'd never have like a underfunded. And kind of different candidate that the media doesn't like, uh, winning a presidential election if there was compulsory voting. Like Bernie Sanders, yeah, yeah. Ron Paul, Barry Goldwater, maybe Reagan. Like, yeah, those people would never have a chance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of things to consider in that decision, but it is interesting to compare between countries that have different philosophies about this. Yeah. I think that, um, I I have something to wrap up with very briefly, but, uh, is there anything else you want to say on this topic?
0: Um, yeah, I I think, yeah, I I, I like your argument. It, I think it extended my argument basically where, you know, It's, it's, it kind of hammers home even more the point that voting, um, couldn't rationally be about affecting the outcome. Basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. Yeah. We should think about it more sometime, but that's, it's pretty. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Like what economists think of voting. And the the fact that it, yeah, it doesn't make any economic sense for anyone to vote, ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that people, if they're, like, volunteering, it's, like, or it's, like, charity. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, you're donating your time to uh, furthering democracy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and which they put people put like so much, you know, many many hours into actually, you know watching the candidates and following and talking about it with other people. It's pretty, maybe it's like you know the biggest in terms of hours spent uh, charitable thing people do. Yeah.
1: Oh huh, wow! You know what? Actually, that that is another interesting topic, which is like the, the presidential debates, for example, but just presidential uh, campaigns in general, are such huge things. um, And people pay a lot of attention to them. Yet, people are willing to spend time and effort paying attention to these uh, campaigns, and then they are much less likely to vote afterward. Wait, what? Who's less likely to vote? Uh... Much, many more people will pay attention to the campaign and watch the debates and all that stuff than actually vote.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. But if they watch it, they're more likely to vote. But more people watch than vote, sure.
1: Right. So why why would why would anyone be willing to watch the the campaign if they're not interested in voting?
0: Yeah, we we should talk about this another time too. But I think it's a good topic. But. Uh, I think it's entertainment and I've had arguments or discussions mm, yeah. with people about it and m- mostly with like liberal friends and what they usually tell me is that they they feel like they should follow the news and they make it like a duty to read newspapers like the New York Times mm-hmm. and and like follow the candidates and stuff and I to me it just feels like they're at least for me, I do it for entertainment. And when I read stuff, I feel like usually when I think like I'm doing it out of duty or out of some moral reason, when I just think about it for 30 seconds more, I realize I'm just entertaining myself and I'm not making an impact or helping the world in any way. And there's nothing moral about my following politics. (laughs) But I think, that yeah, I think that's the argument. It's like, is it, Pure is it entertainment or is it like something moral?
1: Yeah. So you're thinking maybe we could apply a similar reason to say that, well, the reason you're uh watching these campaigns and following them is not to learn about the issues, it's for entertainment, because the only reason to learn about the issues would be to vote. Oh
0: yeah, but I think like a lot of people, maybe most people that closely follow the campaigns vote and so I, yeah, I think they're different issues. Uh, but yeah, I, I, um, yeah, for the people that follow and don't vote, then it's like extra clear that, <laughs> that <laughs> their following had nothing to do with, uh, some duty. Um, yeah. or, uh, unless, their unless, they, unless they voted, unless they followed things and then in order to decide that they're not going to vote, but, I, I, yeah so I think just for everyone who follows politics so I think it's ni- it's like you know 90% entertainment maybe
1: yeah even for the person deciding not to vote though like it's the same sort of percentage wise decision yeah the amount of influence you have by not voting yeah but yeah anyway I, I understand that you won't this would be a further topic
0: and yeah like a lot of I mean, we see people like going crazy about Trump and did that for four years. And yeah, to, I think to them, it clearly seems like they're doing something moral. But yeah, I would put that under the same category of entertainment, but it's like a different type of entertainment than that, than the kind that I get. But it's definitely not like, there's nothing moral about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Where it does definitely have a pre- uh, pretense of morality, yeah. like, i i'm following this and i'm learning about it and then i'm gonna talk about it with my friends because i want to figure out what the right thing to like believe is and what the right thing for america
0: is yeah i think when you and i talk politics we're like very we don't even pretend that it's a moral (laughs) discussion most of the time (laughs) like it's just yeah usually (laughs) when we're talking politics which is a lot probably or it's it happens regularly it's it's Actually, just pure entertainment, <laughs> like it's Trump doing something hilarious, or people <laughs> reacting to Trump in a funny way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good point. We've never had the pretense of it being a matter of moral decision making.
0: <laughs> I, I sometimes we do, but it's it's not norm. not normally, and it yeah, it it doesn't make sense to do that all the time for years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unless you're. Like job depends on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. We talked about this before too. But really, a lot of people don't distinguish between like following Trump's crazy antics and like following, uh, like the kind of politics that matters to, um, for who you're going to vote for and who's going to make the country a better place. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we, were I yeah maybe we're in in agreement that it is (laughs) largely entertainment.
1: Yeah, I suppose another side of it would be that even if you're not going, like even if you recognize that your decision is going to have very little influence on which outcome it is, it can still be useful to know what like to know about what the outcome could look like. Like, here are the options about what the next four years could look like. It's, it's good to know what those options are, even if you're not going to be able to decide in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Rather than like going into it blindly like, wait, who did we elect <laughs> and what's going to happen next? <laughs> so I can see some of that, but I feel like most people are not as uh, reasoned about it as that.
0: Yeah, it's like... <laughs> no, I, I I have to know what what kind of shirt Melania wore on on, on her oh, no. visit to the Mexican border. That's very yeah. essential for how I run my business in the following coming years. Oh yeah. And I mean,
1: almost all federal policy has literally nothing to do with anything they'll do. So there's that. Yeah, this, uh, Especially their wardrobe.
0: i getting mad at this latest Trump tweet about Russia is... Uh, very essential for how I plan the f- coming years. <laughs> no, no, or yeah did you did you see different? This is different. but How many guns to <laughs> buy? Oh, that that's yeah, that's actually practical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it seventy five rounds or sixteen hundred rounds?
1: <laughs> yeah, these are the important decisions. Which state do I move? To? I like, well,
0: Canada. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw recently, like, Melania Trump, when she went to visit, like, the cages where they put children in, in Mexico. (laughs) The Mexican zoo? But her shirt, (laughs) though, this was apparently, uh, this was on CNN, but I just recently saw this. She wore a jerk, a jacket, and on the back it says, I don't care, do you? (laughs) Her jacket says, I don't care, do you? (laughs) (laughs) What the Or or oh, like, yes. I don't give a shit, do you? Yeah, but it ends with you. Oh, man. <laughs> and then CNN's answer was, yes, yes, we care. <laughs> no, yeah, and then tr- Trump was like, yeah, she's like making a whatever point about the media. And then Melania was like, no, I just happen to have warned that that day. But then she she also said <laughs> the opposite. But uh,
1: just, Oh, no, really? Man, this is complicated. We really need to learn about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's, I mean, this is a great example of uh, great entertainment, I think. Like, but also, I don't know, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy <laughs> she visited. And this was big news at the time, you know. Oh, um, and she talks about it too. It's like, they're, they literally, yeah, I mean, they actually separated. Kids from their families and put them into cage, like literally. I mean, their jails, Mm -hmm. cages, with like, yeah, with like
1: for illegal migrants, right? That was the idea. Yeah, uh, or at least they were um, potentially illegal.
0: Yeah, yeah, they yeah they were not legal, but and they had like tinfoil blankets. But, and then, to to visit that with a shirt that says, I don't care, do you?
1: Yeah, that's basically what I expect. That's so
0: funny. <laughs> Even uh, if that's an accident, which... Uh, that's... Yeah. Okay. That's my funny story. <laughs> like, yes. derailed us again. very
1: many, uh... Uh, quirky moments from the Trump presidency.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she she might have just worn a shirt that's like... I don't know. She could have gone a little bit further with it, I feel like. Like, (laughs) uh, Brown families are families. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just go all out, like,
1: Oh, I didn't mean it, I was just, I, I, I just, uh, was wearing a sorry, <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Brown families, current families. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> oh, the same, it's just like a contradiction.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it means she doesn't care about separating children and putting them into cages that's what it means that's
1: what it should say it should say I don't care about separating children and putting them into cages yeah
0: that's, that's just, just make that's too make it easy on everyone but that's just like that's not good for the cameras it's like the words would be too small <laughs>
1: oh yeah just point.
0: went straight to the point
1: yeah she should have just had that tattooed all over her and then be naked I mean, <laughs>
0: The shirt is like really imbecile too. Like, it's done in like juvenile writing style. It's like, I don't know, like a five year old painted it or something. Yeah. Oh.
1: Like a poor Mexican migrant child that was separated from the parents. (laughs) Oh yeah, she made one of them. (laughs) Maker jacket. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Oh. That's (laughs) terrible. (laughs) <laughs> because we yeah, all these, we all know it was uh, Chinese. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, children. Instead, <laughs> that, that's a lot better. Yeah. For some reason,
1: yeah, we 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 made them pay tariffs on mm-hmm. it, so it's all right. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Well of many fond memories. It's Sad to see <laughs> Yeah,
0: I don't even know. Yeah, Joe Biden's wife, Jill Biden, or something. Are you just guessing? Because their names start with J? (laughs) Isn't it? I don't know. I just feel like I heard that, but I'm not not confident. I mean, probably. Okay, so you don't know either? Wow. Yeah, that's that's really unusual. Yeah, Hmm. I could have done the other.
1: Maybe it's a step in the right direction. Maybe spouses should not play a role in public life.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, then... CNN can respond like, we don't care uh, about your jacket. (laughs) Oh, yes.
1: Watch Jill Biden wear one of those jackets and it's like, wow, what a strong, independent (laughs) woman.
0: (laughs) Uh, Or like, recently I was just hearing about, uh, speaking of like family members who just shouldn't, I mean, they should just not be on the national... Like, why, Yeah, like, even why are they... A part of politics, like nobody elected them. But um, <clears throat> apparently, there was like a really popular video going around that's saying that uh, Baron Trump is autistic, and the video says like this is au- purely to raise awareness. <laughs> uh, this- <laughs> and what? Yeah, <laughs> the-, what the, the video argues that Baron Trump is autistic, and they're like, this is just to raise awareness for the cause of autism. Like we're not. You know, making fun what? of anyone, and then Melania Trump threatened to sue the the video. But then it was like a oh, It was like a ton of liberals sharing it, being like, "Oh, the, we need to raise awareness about this issue." Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> but that's like the most Trumpian thing for the left to do. <laughs> it's it's so trolly. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of ingenious, yeah, yeah. and and it actually worked. Like. Mania got superman.
1: Yeah, I, I believe it. That that is actually a really good idea. <laughs> what? Good as in effective. It's so trolling. <laughs> it's perfect though. It's like, yeah, we just we just really care about the autistic son.
0: <laughs> Not even, it's just the cause of autism awareness. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. we don't care about him in particular we just care that people know that he's not just like
0: yeah yeah it has nothing to do with him being trump's son that we're pointing it out and that we happen to be uh hate everything that trump does <laughs> and everything like tangentially connected to trump in any way no but that yes yeah that's that's I mean, that's terrible. Like, that must actually suck to be him. Like, that part of being Trump's son. (laughs) It didn't even look... Yeah, I I just... I barely saw it, but it didn't... Yeah, it wasn't that convincing. It's just... People do weird things. (laughs) Like, one of them is, like, he's clapping, but he doesn't put his hands together totally. <laughs> oh, That's no. the evidence. Wow. It's like a little weird, especially if an adult did it. But it's like he probably does that. Like, and he he just looks like he obviously hates being there. Which I mean, <laughs> what it, it would suck to be there. But I mean, he's probably been doing the same thing, you know, hundreds of times. And like, he doesn't care. He just has to clap. So he's just like barely halfheartedly not clapping. Just like an autistic person <laughs> would do. Yeah, I mean, even if he has it, it's like, yeah, it's pretty, it's so sad.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, I'm sure there's enough trollery to go around, so that's yeah. good to see.
0: The, there's no moral high ground anyone who shared that video. <laughs> and And the people sharing it were like, like political, you know, leftists. And liberals, like Uh, people who would usually be, you know, who never endorse any sort of bullying, (laughs) except if it's on like a mass scale and it's against a child.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you have to make some
2: exceptions.
1: (laughs) Can't be
0: a fundamentalist about this whole thing. And it's adults doing it instead of children doing it. (laughs) It's like, yeah. It's just pure bullying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so screw the... I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... They don't have high moral ground on Trump. It's just... It's so so on both sides. Well,
1: I mean they uh, I'm I'm sure there are some people that are acting
0: respectably, but well yeah no I'm, no, I'm, I'm just talking about the people that are doing that video
1: yeah 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 you're right you can't you can't share that video knowing the intentions and then claim
0: moral high ground yeah I yeah I don't yeah I don't see Trump doing that too um even Trump I don't see him doing that too uh, children. The opposition, yeah, to Hillary's yeah. kids.
1: Yeah, he only attacks adult children.
0: <laughs> and there's a lot of material there.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I had something I wanted to say, but <laughs> I I've <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so we're planning on talking more about our, uh, the I guess, the election, but more generally just like, you know, politics, the state of politics in America in a more evergreen way, not just a reaction, but hopefully in the near future. So look forward to that episode. And I think that I want to just say now here, well, we're, we're basically done with the election and there's just a few uh minor details and like concessions to be worked out. Uh I, w- I think that this uh the results are pretty ideal. Like I think
0: basically this is the best it could have possibly went. Um by being done do you mean we all know why Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner and why his media allies. Yes, yeah that's what I mean.
1: I'm glad that Joe Biden is our false winner. <laughs> but i mean so uh joe biden won pretty narrowly in terms of the swing states but overall it was a decisive victory so i think that we got the best of both worlds there uh it wasn't so disparate that people felt like their votes were undermined but it was close enough that people felt like there was an actual decision being made But at the Electoral College level, it's like you can't dispute the result there. So there's no legitimate case for uh, prolonging the decision. Yeah. And then in terms of Congress, uh, I think that the Republican majority is going to balance out whatever presidential powers are there. So it's going to be pretty balanced for the next uh, uh, two years, at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, for many reasons. Yeah, I'm very... Glad, um, this the Senate is Republican, yeah. And even like court packing could have been a possibility with uh, a majority Democrat Senate.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think historically, typically in these sorts of situations, the uh arising party typically wins at least one or both of the houses.
0: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, the because the polls were actually much worse in the Senate elections than in the presidential oh, election. Really? Yeah, they were terrible. <clears throat> like the Democrats oh. were going to have like a fifty, pretty substantial fifty-four seats or something majority, and they, they were pretty confident about that. And they spent like I think two hundred million dollars on the Senate races, just like you know, inconceivably more than in any other election. They spent on on these, like, Senate seats that were pulling like, that they would be competitive or that Democrats would win. And then, like in uh, Lindsey Graham's seat in, like, South Carolina or whatever, and then they just got totally annihilated uh, despite the wow. polls. Yeah.
1: yeah, I didn't look into the details, but it, on the aggregate, it was just a total uh, win for Republicans.
0: Yeah, I mean, they basically won all of the seats that were leaning Republican and almost all the seats that were toss-ups and a couple of leaning Democrat. Wow. It's pretty, Yeah.
1: So there may have been a phenomenon here of voting for a Republican Congress and not voting for President Trump. <laughs> huh. Perhaps.
0: Yeah, I... I I don't know, but. Seems like a fair compromise. <clears throat> it was also, yeah, a, just a colossal hemorrhaging of money. Like, yeah, so much money lost. <laughs> uh, it was really funny too. Yeah, it was like a media narrative in the end that uh, like Lindsey Graham was begging people for money because he was about to lose. And then he just, he just easily won. Hmm.
1: Interesting. And,
0: yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that more. But uh, I think this is a good. We've gotten the the important debates out of the way: whether or not to vote and how many rounds we should buy.
0: Yeah. I I like that we documented some media craziness, like the. Uh, are you thinking of black people? <laughs> Right. There's so many examples of that, and we'll we just won't remember them because we just don't document them. Yeah, but this this yeah. episode yeah. will be around physically, <laughs> or it'll, it'll be accessible for a while.
1: Or some random YouTuber will splice together a bunch of these <laughs> and make a compilation. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like they did for the remember the uh there are i'm sure there are several but it's like the the um the montage of all the news anchors talking about the run-up to the 2016 election yeah
0: yeah like just like an entire room of bill maher audience people laughing at uh whatever her name is saying that trump has the best chance of winning uh out of the Republican uh, candidates. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But N- NPR and like this American life, like CNN is just, you know, terrible. So I, I actually expected a little more from this American life. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, that'll be the last time you ever
0: <laughs> get in a car, especially this American life <laughs> is less, supposed- that's like, the epitome of radio journalism it's supposed to be you yeah. know amazing and actually it is pretty pretty great honestly i i like a lot of <laughs> this american life <laughs> hmm. yeah i don't
1: think i've ever listened to it before
0: oh i'll send you a story there's one there's one that's, that i'm thinking of
1: oh okay sure Cool. Okay. And,
0: and you, should, you should listen to this one. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, so this one sounds good.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, should we end here? Yeah.